This podcast is brought to you by Continuum and Bristol Tap, proud sponsors of Wessex Wanderers. Good evening, listeners, and welcome to the Reserve Season Review. I'm joined by the Reserve Team Manager, Nick Trutch, and Hello. his assistant, Ron Avery. You right, boys? Evening. Well, are we all right, Trutch? Yeah. And, you're, and you're Tom Trimble as well, aren't you, for the listeners? Yeah, the host. That that's all right. <laughs> Um, yeah, obviously, reserve season done now. Um, we'll do a little review, see how, um, you know, sum up how the season's gone. Um, we'll start with pre-season if you want, Trutch. Pre-season, yeah, it was a it was a bit more of a straightforward pre-season uh, to last one. The last, you know, the, the 12 months earlier, when me and Ron came back to the club, we must have had about 11, 12, 13 friendlies. Just trying to see as many bodies, inter-club friendlies included in that, just because we had <clears throat> so many names, positions, strengths, weaknesses to learn. So this this season it was a, a bit more straightforward. We had a couple of inter-clubs, but we only did the four four friendlies, like you know, external friendlies. Um, didn't start off too well. We started off with a two-nil defeat to Redfield Rovers, brand brand new club. But we knew that they'd be good because they're, you know, they're they're one of those uh, new clubs setting up w- with good players. Um, they've gone on to walk their league in in the district. Yeah. Um, we lost. We gave an all right account of ourselves. We lost two nil. Few new faces involved on the day, but we were. It was our first friendly, and I think they played about three or four before, where they were raring to go. Um, it, it, it was what to be expected, really. A bit of a run out, um, just coming through it with, with as little injuries as possible. <clears throat> then we um, then we played Rock Crusaders and got a 3-1 win and it started to look a bit better. Seen a few more new faces. Um, I think the week after that, we played Snade Park A and that was when we, we, we really started getting in a flow pre-season. I think Del Sheps made his his first appearance that game, you know, that was a 9-0 win. And looking at the squad in pre-season, there was a distinct lack of wingers, which came back to cause us trouble as the season progressed as well. But because of that, I was looking at, um, Ron, I'll tell you, 3-5-2 is not our formation, but we were looking at it and we thought, <laughs> we thought we've got, we've got centre-backs. We haven't got many wingers. We've got full-backs. Let's look at the three-five-two. Give it, give it a go. Preseason's the time to do it, and it, it. I know we won the game nine-nil, but the opposition report, Snake Park, um, three-five-two was okay. Um, and then the last preseason friendly, the fourth one, we wrapped up with a, a five-four win against Shaftesbury Reserves, who were a pretty decent standard. Um, I think they were. I think they were. District one or two, I think. But um, again, we we started off with the three five two. But where we got away with it the first week, we looked a bit all over the place the first half hour. So quickly went back to the the usual four three three, and yeah, come away with a with a win. If I remember right, I think that was, I think we got a last minute winner there. Did little Ginge get a last minute winner? I've not got my preseason records in front of me. But, um, I, don't know, I, don't know, I don't know. That long yeah. ago, 
I'm sure it was a, I'm sure it was a last minute winner, but yeah, pre-season you missed a lot of it, Ron, didn't you? Because you were still still in the training camp. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so my only real input is that obviously we we had a lot of conversations about more about what we didn't have available than what we did. Like you said, we didn't really have any real pacey wingers, so uh, yeah, opted for the the change formation, which. As a goalkeeper, I was never a fan of. I hate playing with with three defenders. As a as a kind of a, a coach, assistant manager, I'm, I'm not a big fan of it either. So I wasn't there for the games. But yeah, there was a lot of it was a lot of like it was a lot more technical thinking this season. I think whereas last season it was just getting to know people. This season it was more of actually yeah. building what we want, how we wanted to play, and getting into a routine in the games. I think three five two is is a really good formation but it, it takes a lot of a lot of yeah. important yeah. pieces for it to work you, you need you need players who are used to playing that position your wing backs have got to have that energy to get up get down yeah not be too bad defensively easy. and it's, attacking for me free, it's, a lot free, free, it's not it's not a formation you can just go right this week we've got three center halves so we're, we'll play it. It, it's it's a it's a formation that if you're going to play it you have to play it long term. You have to yeah. kind of invest yeah. in the players, and you need three solid centre halves. You need two wing backs with engines to like for days. Do you know what I mean? And it's it's not something you can just every week as well. Go to. Every week yeah, you, need, you need to do it. You need you need it every week. Same players knowing their job, building on it. I think it's a difficult. Yeah, it's not, it's not like you you could you could quite easily next week say right we're going to play four four two. Hate that formation, but you could do it because it's easy. Fight three, five, yeah. two. It's just, it's not something that's easy. I don't think. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and most, most kids grow up. I'd say probably 95 percent of youth football teams grow up playing four at the back, don't they? Yeah. It's just a, yeah. a starting point. Everyone's used to it. And yeah. and all, but I did the idea of three, five, two. I was warming to it because it suited what we had on paper. We had a, we had a few strikers who weren't necessarily that lone central striker. So I did like the idea of having two up there, but it was well a few a few left early on. Some came in later in the season. We'll, we'll come on to signings a bit later, I imagine. Yeah. But <clears throat> yeah, I think it, what, it, what works in our favour in the end is, like you said, we'll move on to signings. But we ended up with such a solid sort of four or five centre midfielders mm-hmm. and a real core of players that played through the middle. It it was almost a waste then to waste the position. Back in defence, it, it made sense to have you know play the way we played in the end because of the players we ended up with. Yeah, me, yeah. I think. Yeah, well, I I know you um, I know Chuck, you just touched on it then, but um, we'll, we'll come on to signings actually. I know you mentioned Del Shets, who was probably one of the first ones to to come in, wasn't he? But but we had a massive intake of uh of players, didn't we, throughout the throughout the summer and also oh, yeah. throughout the season. Right, yeah, throughout the season, I remember. At the end, you know, in, in probably February, maybe March, I remember coming to one one week training, and there must have been about eight or nine faces <laughs> yeah. I hadn't seen before. And I thought, this is yeah. this is ridiculous. Like at the end of the session, it was like, oh, how do you think Jimbo got on? Which one was that? Oh, I don't know. I missed him. But yeah. just quickly, just quickly going back, I've, I've got my preseason records out, and it was little Ginge Ben Francis. It got a last minute against Shaftesbury. Um, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So I, I just started writing down the the signings that that or the players that have come to us this season that I can remember playing for us. And I've written down 
about 22 so far. Players that have come in and made their debuts, so not including the ones that were there last year. Players that have come in and made their debuts this season, 22 players, and, I'm sh- and that's just for us in the reserves. Well, so I, I, what, I'm sure there's more. I'm sure there's more. Probably, yeah. I, I, I was going to mention the ones that have made a big impact for us, probably starting with the ones who came at the start of the season. Yeah, we've probably got a similar sort of list. Yeah. I think the, like, the likes of Steph, Josh and Dell, or Steph and Dell, Josh came a little bit later, didn't he? Um, yeah. I think Mikey had a, a good impact early on in the season. Yeah. Be honest, he told off a little bit as the season went it, on, but his availability started dropping off, didn't it? Bless him. Yeah, he he, he came in and made a, he, he came in as a left back, didn't he? And then sort of scored scored a few goals pre season, and we were thinking yeah. actually, you know, he's gonna he's gonna do a job a bit further. <laughs> he, he did. We, we called him up at one point, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. He was, he was looking like he was gonna sort of really kick yeah. on and, and make that left wing position his his own. Like like Trachi said it. It told off a little bit, you know, due to work and sort of other things. But you know, he, he made a real impact at early doors. I'll tell you what, just quickly. Sorry to interrupt. He, he was a he was another big reason we were looking at a three five two. Yeah, because he definitely. he's a player that that suits. Yeah, he would he would be your perfect wing back, I think. Because yeah, I've, we've we, I mean we've had the discussion many times in the season. You put him at left back, he looks a bit out of place as a left back. Good going forward, not so good defending. You put him on the wing, looks good going forward, but doesn't really track back. So I think if you were to put him as a wing back, it's kind of a mixture of the two. I think he'd do a, a decent yeah. job. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you say like Dell and Dell and Steph, you mentioned they they went on to be like the spine of the team, didn't they? Uh, yeah. I, Steph yeah. was Steph would have been ever present. He was ever present in the league. I, I rested him for the for the first cup game. Um, just he had a, he had, yeah, he had a little niggle with his ankle, I think it was. And because I had other options, I thought, no, we'll, we'll give you we'll give you the week off. And we lost we lost the game. Whether or not Steph would have made a difference, not sure. Probably they were lumping the ball up to the big man. It it probably would have helped. So that's on my shoulders. But didn't want you know it's a long season. Yeah, didn't, just didn't want to risk him in that game. But if it yeah. wasn't for me, he would have been ever he would have been ever present. He he hadn't even missed a minute. He's not he's even come been, off yeah. the pitch. He's been massive this season. Absolutely <clears> massive. <throat> just... Literally six foot seven yeah. or something. You you can you can almost see it sometimes when you know teams come out of the changing room and they walk onto the pitch and they, they see this monster of a centre half. Yeah. You can almost see it in them sometimes. They're, they're sort of dreading playing against him. I, yeah. I think I, I, I haven't really got anything bad to say about him. I, I think he's been he's been superb all season. His touch lets him down every now and then. And he's a bit sensitive. He's like a big cuddly bear, isn't he? When when he gets yeah. his knickers when he gets his knickers in a twist. But yeah, he's he's been been superb for us this season, I think. Yeah, I think we were we were heavily reliant on Lewis last season for leadership. Yeah. Um whereas I think we I, I I described it as a as a bit of a leadership team really. Especially when when Lewis was he was missing a few games again this season, <clears throat> but we had the, the likes of Cal, who's been at Wessex a few years, Cal Rogers and and Stefan Dell coming in, just real good talkers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Dell made Dell just made an instant impact. Fell in love with him a little bit. That he was chucking himself into tackles that first first friendly he played in. He had that little bit of class on the ball, good in the air. He he, he really became a 
And of course, he ended up the season at centre back. Centre half, yeah, done really well. And yeah, I mean, his record speaks for it. We'll come on to that later, but didn't concede a goal in the three games he was at the back. Um, what surprised me about him was his his heading ability. I mean, he's 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 tiny when you look at you know you put especially putting him next to Steph. You know, yeah. it's like it is literally lit and large, isn't it? But you know, he's he's still other, other way around headers. on the pitch. Yeah, 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 it is like yeah, and look, is as good as Steph is, he he. He almost is a. It's a part of his game that he almost doesn't utilise his heading ability because I think he's that big. He could just get his head in the way a lot of the times. But Dell's just like a little salmon. He just gets up there, and he just see. I, I don't recall him losing a header when he's gone up for a header. He's, he wins it. It's yeah. as simple as that. It, and you've got to take into account this build. He's only he's only little, and he's not as you know he's not lightweight. But the the leap he's got and. I think a big part of it is the, the timing of his, his timing of going up for the header is impeccable. It beats his beats his opponent every time. Yeah, you you almost when he leaves the when he leaves the ground to go and win it, you're almost thinking he's he's got that all wrong. He's he's gone too early, he's gone too late. It don't look right, but then all of a sudden his head's on it. So he's, he, he hangs, doesn't he? He hangs in the air. Yeah, it's just it's perfection every time. Yeah. Um, who else you got down wrong? Signings at the start of the season. Um, I, I think the biggest, one of the biggest ones or biggest couple is sort of the likes of Ollie Atwood. Um, uh, it, well, they came, they came they come, through the season, didn't they? Well, they so, 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 I'd say, yeah, I, I'd say you've had, so start of the season, you've definitely had Mikey, Steph and Dell. And I'd probably say from, I want to say about November, October, November. Is that when sort of Ollie started coming in? Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. It, was it was the um, still fairly early. He still played sort just, of just before Christmas, games, hadn't he? Whatever it was. What about Alex Fatio as well? He came sort of start of the season, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, Alex came sort of late into pre-season, maybe yeah. one or two games into the season. But he, I want to say he was, like mid-September, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, but he, he he started off with us. He looked phenomenal. Um, but I, I know Tom and Matt really liked him at training straight away. But you know, every, every, we we'd already played one or two games of the season. He, he started off with us and. He did absolutely brilliant, Alex. Yeah, he, he came in and looked fantastic from the start. Yeah. Um, of course, we had Liam as well. Liam, Liam. came in, in in the summer and it was it was a tough one for Liam because he, he came, you know, you see that there's a there's a keeper there, but because of our keeper crisis at the club, you know, we lost Ben McCarthy, first team keeper. We lost, we, we, we brought in Mad Mike Murphy, didn't we? And that didn't work out. So Liam <laughs> sort of, he had like a quick progression through the through the squads, but you know he ended up playing the most game for us in the reserves. Yeah, well, um, I I think with with Liam, it, it was literally a case of, you know, we were still unsure of him. You know, we we had we had a, only unsure of him in the sense that he just joined the club, whereas we knew Alex had been around a long time. We kind of we knew his strengths. Importantly, we know we kind of knew Alex's weaknesses as well. So we knew we knew what we had to do to work around, you know, the things that Alex wasn't. Or is not quite comfortable with, but you know, then for the first however many games of the season, three, four, five games of the season, it, it seemed to be from Hooper. It was Liam was fantastic. Liam was class. Yeah. Liam was this. Liam made these saves. Yeah. Liam did this. So it was only fair that, like you said, it we were kind of we were probably pushed into it a little bit quicker than we might have liked to because of what happened with Ben and, and the others. But he he come he did well. And I, 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 you know, I, I will openly say this to him. I think he's fully aware that he, there are positions of his game that he needs to work on massively. It, his positioning being one of them, and his, 
it's confidence. But you know, it's, it's, it's that almost, command of the area, isn't it? Coming off your yeah, line. And... It's one of the last ones I said to him on Saturday was because obviously he, he played in the Colts and I played in, in the reserves and he came up just before he left and I, I said to him, Look, you just this this eight in yard box, this this six yard box is yours, full stop. Nobody else is. And then there are times when you've got to make that 18-yard box yours as well. And I, th- I think it's coming. It's, it's definitely coming. He's definitely getting better. He's definitely a bit quicker on his feet. Um, I mean, over his shot stopping and his distribution is is brilliant. You know, give him his yeah. juice. There's there's just there's a long way to go in terms of positioning and confidence and, and handling and things like that. But overall, he, he did he did what he needed to do. Um, you know, we we've kept eight clean seats this season and we only kept two last season and I, I know I, yeah. I obviously kept two of them but you know he's he's done he's done what he's needed to do yeah <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll tell you another big one at the start of the season was Charlie he came in I remember Tom telling me I, I, I went at training the week he came along and you said oh there's this there's this tidy centre midfielder Charlie and it was at the time where I was thinking well yeah, we could do with one more centre mid <clears throat> I'd look at him in a friendly and he just looked so tidy so tidy, oh, yeah. one of one of those that just does all the basics so well. I, I've and, never um, had a. I, I remember telling you about that training session. It was a, and he and he came along. You, you you thought he was quite a quiet kid, like the way he just came along, did his job, and then we got into this little match towards the end, and he he started shouting at me, everyone, and I was like, I was thinking, like who's this guy? But then. That was exactly something that I think all three teams, you know, were lacking at that time as well. Just really wanted the ball every time and and something we, we really needed. My one issue, I, I said to you as well, didn't I, Tom? My one issue with Charlie early in the season was he, he's had a difficult season. Largely, like, he's, he's one that's kind of sacrificed himself for the club this season. My, my issue yeah. with him at the start was he always, because he's had a lot of knee issues, He's always looked to me like he's nursing his knee a little bit or worried that his knee will go or it's playing on his mind. He, he, he always had that look about him. And it, he, at the start of the season, he was using his left foot all the time, wasn't he, just to save his, yeah, yeah. Save his right leg. But at, And then as the season progressed, because we were worried if, if he had 90 minutes in, in him at times, he ended up kind of like a cover player, didn't he? He was on your bench a lot. And then, because yeah, because the reserves midfield were doing really well, he, he dropped down to the Colts for game time, do okay then then be on the bench and then on my and then he playing the cups for me. He, he just sort of bounced around everywhere. But fair credit to him, he's not only is he the nicest kitty in the world, he's he's like a proper football professional. He just gets on with it. You don't hear any moaning out of him. He's and, and yeah, how how he ended the season for us was was brilliant. It, Looking back, he, he didn't he didn't get a single man of the match um, in in the last five six games where he played for us, but he must have been second. The second choice in every game. Yeah. He, he just I remember one game, Ollie Atwood had just scored a hat trick, and I I was on the balcony. I said I said uh, oh, he's going to be he's going to have the ump of me when I still give it to Charlie. I said I I still got to give it to Charlie. He's been outstanding. I said the only way I can give it to Ollie is if he scores four, and with that he, he sent one in the back of the net. So I've got to give him it. But that was typical of Charlie. He was just Mister Consistent, giving you an eight or nine out of ten every week at the end of the season. 
and, and he looked like he wasn't even thinking about his knee. That was the big thing for me. I think if 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 I'm gonna if I was to compare Charlie to anybody, I'd say he's been this season's Cully. Yeah, like the Cully or Crummins, just yeah. You just yeah. you 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 know you ain't gonna get fireworks, but it's it's the player you don't want fireworks from. You want him to be a nice settled sort of composed head in the middle of the park, and you know what you're gonna get with him. You know you're gonna yeah. get that consistency of a like like your seven point five, your eights or whatever. Yeah. And he does it without any, you know, he don't need he don't need an arm around him, he don't need to be told he's brilliant, he don't need to be given a uh he doesn't need to be sort of admired. He just does what he does. And like I think he said to you the other week when it when you said something to him about it, and he said football's a simple game, keep it simple. And yeah, that's exactly what he does. Exactly what he does. And yeah, I think he's he's he has been this season's Mr. If you had a Mr. Consistent award, it Cully's probably won last season. I think it would be Kempson's to, to win yeah. this year. And I, I think his team, he's one of those that people love playing with him because he's yeah. such a nice kid and he's, he plays with a smile, but also you give the ball to him, you know you're going to get it back. Yeah, he's, and he's, he's, I think to top it all off, he's, he's a really nice lad as well. He's a really, really nice lad. Yeah. He's integrated into the club perfectly. Yeah, I mean, there's we, we've been so lucky with recruits this season that we've got some good players, but also good lads as well. Who, yeah. have, who have just just come in and like like they've always been there. I tell yeah. you one that was uh, disappointing. We got we're going back to when we were contemplating the three five two because we, we were couldn't get a winger anywhere, and Kanks Kanks Singh come up on me radar. Yes. Give him a give him a yeah. couple of games preseason. I thought yeah he's he's got something. He's he's definitely got something. And then first league game of the season, what we played. I think it was, it was about 10, 11 minutes. He gets fouled in the box, wins a penalty. And then he's out for months because he, he did his knee ligaments. So that was that was a big loss to us because he, he was he was a real good... So he, he, and I think... I, I really didn't want to rush him when he got back. He, I know he was keen and, he, you know, we give him a few outings from the bench and then come the end of the season, he, he, he started the last... I think it was about four, four or five games he started. But he... We missed we missed him throughout the season, Kanks. Yeah, yeah. I, I think to be honest, I I didn't see him preseason because obviously I wasn't I wasn't about that much in preseason. Um, and then the, the game he got injured. I think I turned up about two minutes after he got injured, and he was sat on the sat on the floor, and that was the first time I'd ever met him. And then the first few games he came back at the tail end of the season. I think he brought him off the bench a few times. And I'll be honest, it was a bit like you you could see he was coming back from long term injury a bit like you said with Charlie you could see that he was kind of protecting himself a little bit and I was I was struggling to see that player in him but I think it's because you you didn't see any of anything in preseason uh, did you that that was literally that was my first impressions of him so what what he'd done in preseason to get into the team and into his rhythm I didn't see any of that so I think it took him a few games to do it and yeah last three four games of the season when he he, was, he started those handful of games. Yeah, he, he good player, good with the ball at his feet, good delivery. He, he set up a few, he got a couple of goals. He's just a bit everywhere, wasn't he? And I, th- I think he was, especially the games that he played with Rayon, um, another one of the new signings. They, they tended to, to kind of to switch a lot and work quite well together. And I yeah, think he ended up being a, a decent standout player in the last few games. Again, touching on Rayon, start of the season. Kanks and Rayon come up on on the radar, got them on board, and I'm thinking, yeah, I've got I've got two good wingers here, and then 
after the fir- I think it was the f- he played first game of the season off the bench. Yeah, he came on for Kanks when Kanks got injured. Came on, had a really good game, and then that week I think he played five aside or six aside and tore his groin. So then he was out again long term. Mm. He went and had a couple of games for Shaftbury to get some because uh, we bumped into him up at Lockleys, and uh, he, he said, "Yeah, I just had a few games just to just to test it out, got on all right, and then he, he ended up." finishing the season with us. But again, it's what could have been if we'd have had a fit Kanks and fit Rayon all season. But Yeah, and I mean, in, in terms of Rayon, I think it was a bit opposite to Kanks. So Kanks, I think for me, took a few games for me to see to see the player in him. I think with Rayon, you could see the player in him straight away. Um, but you know, you've kind of, you've got, you've got drawbacks for most players. I think my only, my only thing with Rayon is his end product is so frustrating. He'll beat mm-hmm. a man, beat a man, beat a man. Stop. Rather than putting in the ball or a simple pass or have, or have a shot, whatever you're doing, he tends to stop, let the man recover, and then he's got to do it all again. Uh, yeah, he, he sort of stops and teases them with the ball, doesn't he? Yeah. and I, <laughs> he's, he's a good player. I, I think he'd be a much better player if he just started whipping that ball in or having a shot or doing something with it. Um, and I, I think... You know, being open and honest, I think with with the club over the last two years, we've worked really hard on the attitude of players. And I think sometimes Rayon's attitude lets him down as well a little bit. Um, if he just got his head down, played the game and got on with it, I think he'd be a much, much better player. Much better player. But there is a, there's definitely a player there. Yeah, definitely. Um, we, got, we had Luke Corbs back, didn't we? Luke Corby here. I'm not talking about him. <laughs> The enigma, yeah, he's, 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 he was, he didn't have, I mean, last preseason he was hitting goals for fun. Um, he never, he never quite looked match fit this time around. He had a lot of work stuff going on. Yeah, he was available one minute and then, then not the next. So, you know, we, we decided to look, see what was about. Um, I think all, and, yeah, all I, I'll say about him is he's, he's not a Wessex Wanderer player. Just, no. He's not. He's not the sort of player we want at this club. That's all I'll say about him. Yeah, next. <laughs> Who else? Uh, um, that's, that's, that's the ones that I've got, got down that made like a, a big... I, I got the early ones, yeah. That's I the early ones. It, it came. As the I, season I, went the on... I, go on, Tom. I was going to say um, Nate Price as the season went on, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's, he's, I mean, he's the one I want to touch on for. I think start of the season, Alex... Fatio made that massive impact. Yeah. So you boys then took him into the first team, and I think first thing me and Trachi thought were, oh, we've just lost our our number ten. You know, Where's the assist coming there. from? Yeah, and then out of nowhere, Nave Price just turned up, and it was it's a gem. Yeah. Like for like, yeah, like, like I, for I, like. I remember calling you Ron after treat because we were thinking, oh, we knew we'd we'd lose Alex Fatio to the first team. But then, and when you were talking about calling them up, oh God, what, what are we going to do Saturday? What we gonna, and I remember going training and calling Ron after, saying, Ron, I think our prayers might be answered here. There's, yeah, a, there's a right yeah. little gem here. It was but, literally just a like for like, yeah, perfect timing. Everything, it was, everything was just absolutely spot on with Nathan. And yeah. I, I think that the first time I actually seen him play, he played, it was that game out in Hannah, wasn't it? Where we won, was it 2-0 or 2-1? Um, yeah. And he came off the bench and, he went on the left wing and it was a, you could see all he wanted to do was cut inside and, and get into the middle of the pitch. And it was a bit like, don't quite know. But then when I seen him 
playing in, in sort of number 10 cam, it was, well, different class, quality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the, so the five I had down that made a massive impact coming in later in the season was Hayden, Sharkey, Josh Jewell, Nath Price and Ollie Atwood. Yeah. So touching on all of, like Hayden came in, we, you, I mean, I was, I was so excited. I remember saying to Connor Collins, <laughs> I, I, I remember running over and Connor Collins saying, what, what are you smiling at, Trutch? I was like, you've got to see this player over here. I was like, you, pro- you could probably hear him listen. And he was, he turned up training because he, he, Bowden mentioned him on his podcast. So I got, got in touch with Bowden. I said, hey, I like the sound of this Hayden, Bring, try and get him along. But he turned up to training and oh, he God. was just yeah. another level. But the, the thing at the time, which I was, I was pleased about at the time, the first team defence was doing all right. Could not, not certainly not enough to break it up. So we were lucky to have him for first four or five. Get, I think he played six for us overall, but I think we had him for about four or five in a row at the start. But yeah, he just came in because our, our defence was. A little, we had a lot of different people at right back. It was Callan. So I always, I've always liked Cal at left back, and it was Callan Dell. Mikey at the start, then Mikey's availability winged, and as Hayden come along, I just remember saying to Ron, I said, I think I want to go back to Cal at left back, and, yeah, and chuck Hayden in because it just works straight away, didn't it? It just the way that you know Cow slots into left back. I I, I agree with Trachy. I I think Cow's a better left back than he is centre back, and the way that Cow just slotted in there and H slotted in next to Steph, it, it it's always. You know, you, you always know when you've got a good centre half when it don't matter who they play with, they look good. Yeah. And I think credit to Steph, whoever he's played with this season, he's looked good and he's he's played well with them. But him and H next to each other, they just seem to click straight away. Yeah. And it was just it was just absolutely no worries with it at all, straight from the off. Yeah. And again, just he just came in and such an easy going lad although he's like loud and vocal he's a, he's a proper leader for me he he, he talks and he commands oh absolutely he's yeah, yeah he's, he's a he should own an armband for me um sharky another one with sharky came in we you know we started it was at the time where the first team didn't have a fixture in ages i think yeah, we had, we, had, we had about a month and a half out. Yeah, so we had him he, in the reserves he, just as yeah, because yeah, you know he was just too good to leave out, and he did the, he did well for us. I think he played four or five for us and and did really well. Um, and then yeah, Josh Jewell. I remember Dell Sheps saying to me, I, "I I know a player. Don't know don't know if he'd come. He was playing out. I think he was at Mendip in the county. Um, he said, I know a player. I reckon I can get him." I said, I said, don't don't push too hard because we're quite well stocked centre mid at the moment. But he came along, training, looked tidy. I think I gave him a go off the bench, and he came on and and did what. And you could just see he's again, he's he's you know he's no whip it. He's not he's he's a chunky lad, but he he got a level football brain, and he gets stuck in, and and he, and he he really helped us. Second half of the season, yeah, massive goal, just goals and and strength in the midfield. Um, yeah, really good. 
and then on to Ollie Atwood. It, it, it was Charlie that brought him in, wasn't it? And he's just yeah, there's me. He, he's very much like Charlie. Different sense of humor. He's more he's more dry than Charlie. Charlie's a bit cheeky. <laughs> he, he's got a wicked dry sense of humor, Ollie. But again, just just a really likable lad. Yeah. And he came in and he scored a lot of goals for us. He scored 11 goals in 11 games, but, and, and that's massive. But that wasn't the biggest thing he brought. The biggest thing he brought was he, he was a proper all-round centre-forward who could play that central role up top on his own and just so unselfish. He's tall, he's strong, he's got a good touch, chest it, hold it, nod it, nod it on, nod it down, flick it brings wingers into play, brings a number 10 into play. He's, he linked up with Nath Price fabulously the last second half of the season. And yeah, he just I, he just did it all. And, and he, 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 he when he plays, you can tell, he doesn't really care about scoring. If he scores, it's a bonus and he enjoys it, but he, he will just give everything. For the, a bit like Emil Heskey used to for Liverpool. Just work, 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 strength, <laughs> bring others into play. Oh I, I I think the thing I, I like most about was one, like you said, his attitude towards actually scoring goals because it, it obviously he did score goals, but he also you know assisted a load. But more than that, I'm, it was it was wherever wherever that ball was put at him, whether it was high, low, chest, slow ball, looped ball, fast ball, he just seemed to pull it down or flick. He just seemed to always be able to do something with it. Yeah. It's he, mm-hmm. he certainly sort of you get some sort of strikers they're a bit of a one trip pony. Do you know what I mean it? The ball has to come to their feet, or it has to go over the top, or it has to go to their chest. Yeah, Holly, I think you could do, you could do any of that. Any, yeah, any it, it, it didn't, didn't matter yeah. what the build up was. It, it, I mean, his goal contribution just shows it. He, he he played eleven games, scored eleven, and assisted nine. Twenty and, goal goal and assists in in eleven games is yeah. phenomenal, isn't it? It is, and. Like I say, when you consider that it's actually the stuff he does off the ball, which is most important to the team, it's incredible for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll, um, we'll come on to the stats now, if you want. I think that's all the signings, um, the main ones, I'd say. I know there's been a lot that's played yeah, throughout the season. But yeah, yeah, certainly loads, loads more that have come in, but I think that's like the crux of the... The core, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah remembering that it's the, it's the reserve team round up, you know, that we know there's so, I mean, many, yeah. so many players that came in first team Colts, but, you know, trying to concentrate on the ones that made a, a large impact for us over yeah, the, season. the season. Yeah, but we'll come on to the, to the stats then. So we've got, well, we'll start with the most appearances. So I think you did mention Steph. Is there anybody else that tipped him for most games or most appearance? So Cal missed. So Steph just missed the one cup game, and Cal missed the one league game. So they both they both ended the season on twenty one games. Big number. Which, though, big. It, it, that's what you want in your in your back four. People that are there yeah. every week when a defence is changing. It's an absolute nightmare. After that, Del Sheps made 19 appearances. Mikey made 15. I mean, Mike, if it weren't for his, I know we all have work and shifts and stuff, but it weren't for his, his availability the second half of the season. He, he, you know, he would have made a lot more than 15. Um, Lewis, after that, with 12. Um, yeah, Ollie played every game since coming in, 11. Josh, 
Josh Jewell and Nate Price made 10 each. Kank still made 10, even though he missed that massive chunk yeah, of the season through injury. And after that, you you were, you were up to say on nine occasions, Tom. Nine was it? Yeah. 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 I mean, that's all I've got. That's all I've jotted down. You know, so we'll be here for hours if I reel off I know, how, yeah. where, how many <laughs> how many appearances everyone made. Well, but, yeah, I, yeah. I think overall, what do we use in the end? 60, 60 plus players, wasn't it? In the end, sixty four. Sixty four players across the season. This, I think. I think the the beauty of that is we, we you know we we use sixty four players, but actually the we did have a kind of a, a set core of, of a team. Yeah, yeah. And everywhere else, it was just drips and drafts here and there. But yeah, to to use 64 players, you might look at that sometimes and think that was a bad thing. But I think for us, it shows... It's been good, a success sort of thing, yeah. yeah. sort of how, how good we are, sort of our strength and depth. And the amount of players that we've got that are able to play, even players that are in the Colts, that have played the majority of the season in the Colts, would quite comfortably come up and play for us even go and play a few games in the first, it, it shows how, I think it was you that mentioned it quite a lot at the start of the season was that player pathway. I think it shows it's definitely working. It's definitely yeah, working this season. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, 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 it worked to an extent, but the problem was there was, there was a lot of players, like you look at Sam Holland, you know his, you know his quality, especially on the ball. Players like Debo, too good for the Colts, really. Uh, Karam arguably as well, but the problem is for them to progress up, there has to be that opportunity. And we were, you know, the players, the players above them in the reserve team were just doing the job. Couldn't get them and in, could we? we and they're there every week, in. so it's, 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 yeah, it was frustrating, but that just shows the strength and depth. Yeah, and it, like, even the first team, you, you know, Alex and Hayden and, and players like that, they were you're destined for the first team. They still had to wait their turn, you know. They still had to, you know, do their time in the reserves for four, five, six weeks, or whatever it was. So, yeah. I think it's 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 been good that we've we've had the opportunity to to blood so many players this season and, and actually use so out of those sixty four players, most of them have been quality. So, I mean, there's there's been one or two that have yeah. only played, you know, a couple of minutes here and there, but overall, a lot of them have had a lot of game time and they they've all they've all done really well. I, I remember on on this time last year when we just won the lockdown cup, um, we couldn't decide if I think it was about forty seven players last year we used in the reserves and we couldn't decide because because it was such a big number. Bearing in mind, you know, this, the actual league season got cut off early and then we went into a, a smaller lockdown league. We couldn't decide if using forty seven players was a good thing or bad thing last season. But I think the fact that because we've had such a regular core I think it's only good that we've used 64 this season because yeah. we've had a we've had a pretty settled team um, yeah. to a certain extent but it also showed you, you know yeah players are getting chances as well even though they have to have to wait wait for them it's easy to give give other other players chances when results aren't going your way but you know it, it, predominantly I know we've had our blips but Predominantly, we, we have been blowing most teams away each week. Yeah, well, we'll come on to that if you want. We'll, we'll come on to the highs and lows of the season. Do you want to start with the... Um, what do you find to start with, the lows? Um, I, we kind of, kind of flipped between the two, actually, I reckon, because I noticed a lot, of, a lot of highs came straight after lows and vice versa. So 
I t- I'll tell you a, a high for me, looking at the stats. We've we've had, I know obviously players have, some players have scored more than others, but we've had 31 different goal scorers this season. Should have been 32. Which uh, it should have been 32. <laughs> we'll, we'll come on to that in a minute, Big Ron. But it, the sign of a good team is that you're not, reliant on one or two goal scorers and the fact that we've had 31 players at the back of the net be that one goal two goal three four eight seven nine eleven 31 different players to score it's been a nightmare for me to keep track of and keep updating the, the scores on the app but don't lie you've loved it <laughs> oh yeah i do love me data don't i but and and to, to mi- almost mirror that we've had 32 players chip in with assists of different numbers it's, it's incredible numbers and it shows what what a sort of team effort it's been. So that's a, that's a big high for me. Yeah, and I, I think staying in line with that, you know, I was looking at the fixtures. One of my highs um, is we've scored in every game this season. There's not been a single game where we haven't scored. And in, that, in those games, there's only been one game where we've only scored once. We, we beat... Um, you do play midweek the other week, is it? Bromley Heath. Bromley Heath. So we beat Bromley Heath 1-0 the other week. Then there's been five games where we've only scored two. Other than that, we've been scoring four, five, six, nine in one game, 14 in another. Yeah. We've just been scoring ridiculous amount of goals this season. You look at the table, we've we've scored the most amount of goals. And that's with, I think, with the teams that pulled out, we've had about 20 goals taken off of us as well. So... Yeah, we've scored yeah, the we'll, most amount of goals. You know, we'll come on to that more as well. That's you know that's you know that's going to go in with one of the lows, I think. So, one of my highs was you know the, the, some of the results we've had with those you know the fourteen-one and the nine-nil and all of that. One of the lows has been that you know those teams pulling out have ultimately played a massive part in us not winning the league to see or not yeah. being closer to it because you know we lost those points, we lost those goals. And those teams that have pulled out, you know, we got we we won all the games against them. Whereas the the teams in and around us had dropped points against those teams. Yeah. So I think we, so. We lost nine points because we played three games and won all of them. We lost nine points, and I think the other teams lost six and five or seven yeah. and six, seven and five, something like that. And it brought them, you know, right up against us. But yeah, and it, it made it made those games against. I think those games against them then wouldn't have been. Wouldn't have been such big games, and I, again, one of the lows I've got written down are the, the results against Rockleys and and Redbridge, because you know the, the results against Rockleys, we were ahead in both games, we've ended up yeah. losing one and drawing one, and then yeah. the results against Redbridge, we just didn't both games, we just didn't really show up on the day. I think that's probably yeah. been my my biggest regret of the season is both of those games we just didn't we didn't turn up, and actually I think a big part of that was because. Because we lost those results, it put them right on our backsides in the league. And there was a little bit of panic there. Whereas I think if we still had that two, three, four point cushion, it wouldn't have been as bad. And I think we, yeah. we might have we might have had a bit more confidence. We might have gone and got results in those games. Yeah. I think, yeah, we have just had that. Our, I mean, the season started off, the first game we played, we, we hammered Fishpond 7-2. I mean, we only went in one up at half time. No, I was it one all? I think it was one all. It was one all, wasn't it? it was yeah, yeah, they, they got a late yeah. equaliser. But I, I mean, I, we, we that, should have been seven up at half time. That was when I, I, 
I was working around the corner when I so I turned up on my lunch break and I was there for about half an hour and it was one all but I I reckon we should have been four or five nil up in the in the 30 minute slot I was there mm. so yeah, yeah we, you know, if we'd have taken all of those I mean there's been games this season where we've absolutely smashed teams to pieces but we've still yeah. played poorly and, and not taken all that. The, the game against um, the first game against uh, Stoke Gifford the other week when we won, we ended up winning five two. But we should have been four five nil up within half hour. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, after that, like, so after that big seven two win to kick off the season, and you know, we're thinking, yeah, we're looking good. We got goals in us, and then we had a another good couple of couple of results. And we were, you know, I think we were played, played four one four on paper at the start of the season. Then we came up against Snade Park Reserves in the GFA Cup in the first round. What was it? Was it the second round? Did we get a bye? We got a bye in the first round, didn't we? I think. Yeah. So we we yeah, we, did, yeah. we came up against them, and it was just a case of overconfidence because we'd because we'd started off so well, and we knew we had more gears in us as well. We you know we hadn't peaked, but we were playing so well, and we just didn't turn up. For that cup game, that was the that was the game I rested Steph because he had that ankle niggle. But it's yeah, yeah I don't it, know. It, I'll, t- I'll tell you what the worst thing about that actually, I got my face split open. Yeah, but you know, that, we were so you? poor, and, and Steph came to watch, and I had myself on the bench because I think availability was a bit tight that week with free games, and uh, and he said, just stick yourself on for the last ten minutes. Their centre halves haven't, haven't done anything this game; they haven't had to work for it. Stick yourself on, ruffle some feathers. So I did that and split my cheekbone down to the bone in the eye socket. <laughs> so um, you love that you yeah. walk around there like a uh, like battle wounds, weren't you? Oh yeah, chicks dig scars, don't they? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I it, I said at the time after the game, I think I I said to you on the phone, Tom. I think it's a I think it's a good thing. It, realistically, yeah. that was a that was a tough because we were put in the higher group with the GFA Cup. Yeah, and um, it was realistically, it wasn't a winnable cup. You never want to write it off, but it was a, it was a good thing in the sense. I'll tell, tell you what, that team actually ended up winning it. Did they? <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. surprises yeah. me because they were poor. They were poor. Oh, they? Yeah, yeah. We just didn't turn up. But it, I was glad that we had a we had a kick up the bum, a reminder that if you don't approach it properly, you'll get. Your butt handed to you, and you know I'm glad that came in that cup because it it kept our our record in the league going. But yeah, we picked up a little bit after that. But then no, we didn't actually. No, it was the following week after that we played Rock Lees, and you know we were we were tuning up at half time, cruising. Don't mind saying that we were we were cruising. They took the full 15 minutes in the changing room. A little bit of mind games, which I don't know, maybe the players did let that get to them, but they, they came out and scored a goal. I think Mikey put us 3-1 back up, but even when Mikey scored to put us 3-1 back up, they were such a changed team in the second half. I, I remember still thinking I'd take a draw here. I would take a draw because they were all over us. And yeah, they, they ended up winning winning 4-3. A, a, a real... He won't mind me saying, Alex, he, a, a real goalkeeping error is positioning. He got all wrong. Um, and that, you know, that was points dropped against our title rivals. rivals. Um, yeah, then we then we picked up a little bit after that. 
But then the next the next low point came in the three 0 defeat against Redbridge again, where I remember saying to Ron before the game, I was like, they're not on it. They're not they're not fully focused. No matter what we we could do, we couldn't quite get them to like fully focus. Yeah, that was the game when yeah you know, yeah they weren't all focused, and then a couple of players turned up late, and then you know yeah. Corbs and, and and Mike Murphy turned up. Five minutes before kickoff, and it was that's right. Corbs Corbs couldn't wake him up, could he? He was yeah. And you could just see for, for as soon as the whistle went, it was just like it was just like loser sort of thing, where, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it, and then within two minutes, we were one nil down, and then within ten minutes, we were one nil down, and Mike Murphy was was having to come off. Yeah. Um, and it just it, it things just went from from bad to worse, but I think it. We we I said it to Trucks after the game. We lost that game half hour before it kicked off. Yeah, and it was just one of those days where everything went wrong. The the atmosphere was all wrong. The the attitude wasn't there, and ultimately it cost us massively. Yeah, but then, and then we after that game, a bit of a kick out the backsides, and we go on to a back onto a high point where our biggest win of the season, fourteen one. Great ref in that game. Over at, over at Stoke Giffen. You did ref. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic but, you know, it, did, it didn't make a difference. You know, they had no complaints with you, but big 14 win. It was one of those, it was it's a nightmare as a manager when you get back to the pub after and you're reading through all your notes and trying to work out who scored 14 goals, who assisted them. Yeah, Tom got trying, trying to write the longest game, match report ever. But Tom yeah. Three actors. Three actors. Alex got at trick. Rob got at trick. Ollie got two. Rob Dibble got hat trick, didn't he? Yeah. Mumford, Luke, and Callum got one each. Didn't Luke get like five assists in that game as well, or something? Luke Bowden. Yeah, 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 yeah. But again, we won that game fourteen-one. Like I, I refed it, and I actually, I actually remember walking off the pitch at fourteen-one, thinking it could have been twenty-four. Yeah, um, yeah. we we notched fourteen, but we missed so many chances. And then I think they actually, you know, is the, give them their due for their one. They scored an absolute worldie. It, it like it sort of it was a volley from about thirty yards, wasn't it? And then their their only only shot on target and their only goal. It was probably the yeah. best goal of the game, if I remember rightly. <laughs> yeah. And that was yeah, also thinking about it. Also a highlight of the season. That was um, that was the game where Mikey fell over the the rope for the cricket pitch, wasn't it? Yeah, Getting yeah, the ball. Yeah. yeah. And then fell over on the way back onto the pitch. So, so his legs didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's definitely comedy comedy moment of the season, I think. Oh, 100%. That would go top of bloopers, that would. Yeah. Uh, the, ne- the next low point I got is the the second Rock Lees game, where we were 2-0 up with about 12 minutes left, cruising, really. Then we, we, then we let, a, let them pull one back. And it was a bit of, you know, backs against the wall. Trying to sort of see the game out and bless him, George. We had Jordan go. We had it up until that point. He'd had a great game, but bless him, the balls come in and he's just he's just the corners come in. He's claimed it but dropped it in the net. And you know they then they they can't believe they're going away with a point. We can't believe we're only going away with a point. But it was just it's just one of those moments. It's like fate in it where. You think the stars are just against us? That like the gods are just looking down. Just yeah, one of the days. Like I said, ultimately, being being three one up and tuning up against them, 
ultimately it's cost the season. Dropping us, dropping those those four points, that's yeah. cost us the league. Uh, there's no, yeah. you know, we, we can say, you know, we weren't prepared for the Redbridge games and and the points that we, the, the points that were taken off of us have contributed, but ultimately, that's six points in the bag there, and we've mm. come away with one. That's what's cost us the league this season. I think not, that's probably yeah. going to be the biggest low. Yeah. And it's not just the, you know, it's just not, it's not just us coming away with one rather than six. It's them going away with, yeah, well they've they've gone away with, you know, four rather than four none rather as well. None. Yeah, so that's yeah, a, a massive point swing. And considering we've only ended up three points behind them, I think they've still got one game to play. But yeah, ultimately yeah. that's those results are the swing that have that have yeah lost us yeah. the league ultimately. Better pill to swallow, but you know. Yeah, and George was heartbroken, but you know he's still got a man of the match. George, you know we know what George like. He is he takes things to heart, and it it was a it was a it was a big error, and it cost the team. But I I, I reminded him after a game if it weren't for him, like he kept us in it for long long periods with some two or three really big saves. Yeah. On the on the point of Rotley's another low point, not Rotley's C who we you know who we. Got it all wrong against cut times of the league. Rockley's A in the Norman Golden uh, Cup. Court, uh, yeah. Was it the quarterfinal? Quarterfinal, yeah. yeah. And uh, went 1-0 up early. Then we were 2-1 down. And in the dying minutes, we got given a free kick. Connor Collins has stepped up, bent it round the wall into the bottom corner, past the keeper. No doubt whatsoever. Everyone's cheering, celebrating, thinking we've took it to penalties. And this confused looking linesman just sort of looked as if to say Could, can I get I, I was watching him because the first thing you do when you score you look at linesman don't you and he, you, I could just see this look on his face thinking can I should I would I get away with it and up the flag went I thought no no nice try the, the ref can see it and it was so because I went up to listen to what he was saying and the linesman didn't really say a word the ref came over and said flags up he went uh yeah and he went, what's that for? And he went, offside. And he said, who was offside? And he went, uh, one of them. And the ref almost coached him through his response. And he said, like, so are you are you telling me that someone was offside when, when the free kick was taken? And he went, uh, yeah. Was he obstructing the keeper? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, like, Hear what the linesman got because it was it was just blatant cheating. There was no offside, and you know it cost us. In a game like that, I'm I'm under no no doubt that we would have won that shootout because the momentum would have been with us. We we were the ones that have got the late equaliser. They would have been deflated because they've let in that late equaliser. But yeah, an awful linesman and refereeing decision knocked us out the. At the Norman Golden Cup, that was a that was a low for me. Yeah, and I, I think again with that game, it was it was almost we, we didn't really show up to that game either. It was it was weird. The games that we kind of really needed to to show our our metal this season, we didn't. Do you know what I mean? I, I think if we'd have, if we'd have put in a performance that we know that we're capable of in that game, we could have and should have won it. And I think it was I think that the free kick goal while very unjustified to be to be written off. 
did we deserve to get through the penalties? Did we deserve the result? Probably not. But you know, no. it, it was a cruel, a cruel ending. But to sometimes, a sometimes, yeah. Sometimes you need that luck, don't you? Yeah, yeah. That I think in in terms of knowing how good we we can be on our day, we'd have beat them easy. I think we'd have definitely beat them on that day. We weren't we. I wouldn't say the better team because I think both teams were actually poor but for it to be taken away from us the way that it was I even spoke to the referee after the game and, and he, he told me two different stories the first time he, the first time he told me that the, that the the player is was actively in an offside position when he blew the whistle and then he moved out the way when the ball struck struck so I said well that's wrong and he said oh no actually I mean he was offside when the ball it was, he didn't really know what he was talking about to yeah. be honest it was just a, a, one of those bottle decisions this... yeah I mean yeah. I hasten I hasten to say it was a bottle decision I think it was a decision that he didn't need to make I think he yeah it's you know the, the way I, I say when I referee is I've I've had a good game if you don't know I've been there it's as yeah. simple as that, and I, I, there was no need for him to get involved in that decision. Like you said, he yeah. kind of, him and the linesman or the, the the club linesman at the time, they kind of talked themselves into making it offside. When we all know it wasn't, we all know it wasn't. Yeah, you know, it was it was a it was a free kick bent round the wall straight into the bottom key, straight into the bottom corner. I think it was Jack Pengaley when it was kind of in that position, but by the time Connor had struck the ball, he was almost on the edge of the box. So it, it, yeah. was, it was a shocking decision, but you know it, it, it wasn't our day, and yeah, it, it wasn't mean, it wasn't meant to be. Got in, got in for Colin Collins as well because it was a really nice free kick as well. Yeah, and, and he, he, you know, he's had such an up and down season with injuries. Yeah, I think you know, that was one of the games where he was coming back from injury again, or he, he, you know, he played a few games, and I think it it would have done in the world good to be able to say, you know, I I dragged that team through that quarterfinal with that last minute free kick it would have been good yeah. So, yeah I was a little bit heartbroken for him yeah to have that taken away from him really and then a, another low point for me came came in the next game when we just didn't turn up against Redbridge over yeah. at Fry's that was lost 2-1 second game against them on it yeah I mean we had a bit of a get out of jail free card as well we weren't at the races in the first half 1-0 down and we scored only a minute or two before half time to go in at one all. and we thought cool we're, we're lucky here and that was that should have been, you know, our like I say, our get out of jail free card. But we went into the second half and we weren't at the races at all. Yeah, no, no complaints. We were. We were. They just they just scored a, a poor a poor goal, didn't they? But right at the end, it was a, a yeah. come in and there was just a spare man that nobody yeah. picked. I can't remember who the defenders were now, but nobody had picked up, and he just literally stood on the edge of the six-yard box. Like yeah, this Christmases has come at once and just nodded it in. It was it was just a poor end into a. It, it, it was one of those games where they just wanted it more. They were steaming into every tackle, shouting and and demanding the ball, and we were just limping through the game. It was no complaints. We we just we just weren't at it. And their their first goal was at own goal as well, wasn't it? It was that they they drilled yeah. a, a free kick like straight down the middle of the pitch and yeah, and I think Flip. was it Steph just kind of got up to get something on it and it, you know it glanced off his head and it just went straight over Liam, wasn't it? It just yeah. it was just so it was an own goal and just a, a lapse in concentration in defence. And yeah. it, again, that's the that's the margins between yeah. getting mm-hmm. the league and, and challenging for the league and, and not. Yeah. 
a high point for me. So, I mean, after that, it was plain sailing the rest of the season. Yeah, let's we, do we, some high points now. We went on a, <laughs> yeah, we went on a, a six, we finished the game on a six game winning run. Never, never, and, and ultimately ending that on Saturday with a big 7 0 win, which was nice. I got, I got my first goal of the season as well. So, so yeah. the run. Just me talking oh, about no, 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 Ron oh, didn't remember. Oh, wait. No, I, oh, wait. I, I kept a clean so, sheet in my final ever appearance. Um, oh, have you let the well, have we let have we let a cow in a bag? No, I'm retired, aren't I? We've, yeah, yeah, I was going to call it. A, we, we were going to put it down as a potential farewell goal, weren't we? But yeah, potentially, but, um, but I'll, I'll have a farewell clean sheet instead. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll touch back on that later, but yeah, it was it was, and, and in fairness, that referee insisted it be put right on the spot, which was in the biggest crater yeah, you've ever seen. I mean, I, I do, I'm not going to make it. It was an absolutely terrible pen. Right? I, I I've seen the video about. It. I rushed it. I changed my mind last minute. I what? I, I was going to smash it, but when I I could, I looked at the keeper and I thought, isn't it? He's not going to move, so I thought I'll place it. So, but. The penalty spot was within the biggest crater I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And I said to the ref, can I put it next to the crater? And he was like, no, over the spot. So I was like, well, <laughs> no matter where I put it, over the spot, it's in a crater. So, it, but in all fairness, it was a terrible penalty. It wasn't. Yeah. But I'm not there to score goals, mate. I'm there to keep clean sheets. And that's what I do 100% of the season. That's it. And you're the wind <laughs> beneath my wheels, aren't you? I try, I try. But yeah, um, we're talking about that the last six games. I'm just looking at it now. You know, one, two, three, four, five, six. Last six games, we've won all, well, you know, five wins and a walkover. But out of those five wins, we've actually scored, what was it? Six, eight, 13, 15, 22 goals and conceded two in the last five games. So, yeah. you know, four clean sheets. You know, that's the last four or five games where where we've ended up with Del Sheps playing centre half with with Steph. Um, oh, he's been dominant, hasn't he? Looked, looked absolutely solid. Finished finished the season absolutely immaculately. It's, it's, it's been a, a perfect end to the season. Really. Yeah, another high has been has has been results. I know take take aside the poor ones, but when when we've won, it's usually been in big style. We, we we've had. Well, I'll take you through the big ones. We had a 7-2 win, Fish Ponds, first game of the season. We beat Brentry 5-0, Stoke Gifford A, 14-1, beat Fish Ponds again, 7-0, beat Lock Lees 9-1, beat Eastern Cowboys 6-0, beat Socius 7-0. And that's that's the really big ones. So I, I can't even go into all the all the 4-0s and 5-1s we've had. Yeah. It's we've Yo, we have well, like and I tell you what it shows as well, because on another high, you look. I know. I know. Teams have still got games to play, but it'll be an absolute miracle if we, if we don't finish the season with the most goals scored. And I think Rotleys are have only got to concede one, and we get so we'll end the season with best defense and most scored. Yes, it's been. I mean, I touched on it earlier, but we've we, we've scored in every single game this season, even the games yeah. we've lost. Um, well, no, there's actually there's, there's one one game we haven't scored in. Sorry, we the the three nil loss to, to Redbridge. It's the only yeah. game we haven't scored in all season. Yeah. Um, every other game we've scored to 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 do that at any level of football, I think is 
is a really big achievement. So, you know, credit to the lads. They've they've worked hard this season and we've we've scored a lot of goals. It's been yeah. really good. Been really attacking, really attacking display of football all season. I've I've got one more low point oh, and then a, yeah. a few just a, a handful of like small little high points. So the low point for me has been the goalkeeping situation at the club, which of course affects every team, doesn't it? Um, we haven't had a settled keeper this season. The second half of the season, Liam's predominantly been in, in the sticks for us, but we've used six goalkeepers this season in the reserves. And it's uh, it, it was a crisis at the club, but it's, it's ultimately we do need more competition in that in that area. Jord helped it is the it. first team out massively. Yeah. That is a crisis. Yeah. You say six, but, it's actually seven because um, Cal had to play half hour in gold, didn't he? You're yeah. right. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. well. yeah, after yeah. Mike got injured, Jordan then got injured again, didn't he? So Cal yeah. had to play in goal. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Ron. Yeah, seven keepers we've used this season. But yeah, can't, I mean, it, it is what it is. It's not it, when, when you lose keepers or keepers get injured or whatever, it's, it's a pain, but you. You do want a regular keeper week in, week out. You want the, the defence. Go on. Have you got out of those keepers? If you got how many they played and how many they conceded, or? Of course, I have, Ron. You yeah, know just me. Run, just, just run through it a minute. Oh, I know what. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll leave you till last, shall I? Go on. Go on. So, Cal conceded Alex... one, didn't he? In, in, the, in that half a game he played, or thirty minutes he played. What's that, Cal? Cal conceded one, didn't he? In that, in his little cameo. Yeah. Yeah, so Alex, Alex played in total five games, conceded fourteen. Liam in total played nine games, conceded seven. It's ain't bad to be fair. It's not not yeah. bad. Yeah, um, Ben McCarthy played twice and conceded twice. But in fairness, the two he conceded against Cutters Friday were well, absolute both, worldies. Both worldies, weren't they? Both absolutely just, phenomenal goals. Yeah, un, unreal goals. Completely undeserved for them. But, uh, Mike Murphy played two, conceded three. George Evans made three appearances in goal, conceded three. And who's last? Oh, I think that's everyone, isn't it? Yeah, next. <laughs> <laughs> And big, big Ron Avery played two, conceded none. Oh, still got a bit, and I still got a bit, still got a bit. That's my catchphrase. I, I, yeah, I, I think it, you know, looking at that, I, I think if there's, I don't think I've ever heard of a team using that many goalkeepers in a season. Um, if there's one position you want to be settled and oh, yeah, it's, it's a goalkeeper, and yeah, I, I, I think. All of those goalkeepers we've mentioned have got, and I, I think Jordan's done a phenomenal job in the first team. Well, yeah. for the, yeah. the latter part, I know he's. I know the team as a whole has been on a fantastic run, um, but for Jordan to to take the reins as first team goalkeeper and do what he's done, he's, he's been he's been quality. So fair play to him. Um, but yeah, Liam, Ben, Alex, Mike. They've they've all done done well when they when they've played this season. Like I said, we've, we've I think most of them have had made errors and sort of things they could have done better with. But they've all done well, and to, to have to use that many goalkeepers this season is has, has been a massive disappointment. It would have been nice that 
we could have had one settled, even if we had to change it once or twice. But yeah, seven goalkeepers in the season is yeah is 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 silly, really. Yeah, the last few a few of them we've already touched on. So Ollie Atwood's goal contributions, like I say, twenty in total in eleven games, absolutely incredible. Four against um, Eastern Cowboys. Yeah, just just brilliant. Um, his his link up with Nate Price, the pair of them, Nate Price in that number ten, his goals and assists, brilliant. Uh, let's have a look. What what did Nate get out of curiosity soon? Nate got eight goals in ten games, and Nate Price seven assists in ten games as well. Just just incredible numbers. Josh Jewell chipping in with important goals as well. A big a big positive for me. We last season we we were struggling for consistency at the back, a consistent back four, weren't we? Big positive positive for me is Stefan, big Stefan Spell Lurch playing in every league game and playing a playing a big role, one of the leaders, but also Callum Rogers playing unbelievably in not not just one position but two centre back and left back. He probably played. It was probably like a 45, 55% split. But over the over the two positions over the season, and just in, incredible to to have that disruption on a personal level. You know, your centre back one week, left back for two weeks, then back to centre back. It, it, full credit to him for for. You couldn't tell. You couldn't tell. No, no, and he and he has he's been incredible. Another high Charlie Kempson's form at the end of the season. Right when right when we needed him, he's he's been incredible. And the last high point I've got, I've been really pleased this season with when we've had players coming down from the first team, be that to get to get minutes or match fitness or, you know, if we've got a gap and, and it's a big game to get someone in, um, players coming down and really giving their all. It's been so pleasing to see that it's, it's the, that's what we pride ourselves on at Wessex, all, all being one club, but the players that come down I've got Longley, Sussex, Connor Collins, Dibble, Tom on many occasions, Luke Bowden, Kim, Machapisa, all of them coming down and not just at other clubs. You go there and say, oh, I'm with the reserves this week. And they go out and plod about and sulk and moan. Everyone yeah, coming 100%. down. Yeah, everyone coming down and, and giving it their all and really embracing it on the day has, has, been, has been brilliant. And of course, it benefits them because after the game, I'm saying to you, Tom and Matt, yeah, Dibble was brilliant today, or Bowden came down and set it on fire, and you know it gets them back in your reckoning sure as well. Right. It was, yeah, yeah. So that that was that's all my highs and lows. Have you got any more, Ron? Uh, no, I think we've, we've pretty much covered everything there. Um, yeah, I, I think just just to tag on to that about the, the first team players who have dropped down and, and done well for the reserves. I, I think another high has been the reverse of that. When we've, when we've called players up from the thirds, from the Colts, you, know, you look at Debo, he's come up a few times, been, been superb. Charlie Kempson's come up and ended up staying with us and, and been quality. Jack Sibley came up from the Colts, had a couple of games with us. Now he's pretty much nailed on at left back for the first team or has been. It was a funny one, Jack Sibley. We all knew how good he, how, how well he was playing for the Colts, but at the time, between between Cal and Mikey, that left back, there just wasn't an yeah. opening. 
although we were we were chopping it and changing it for different games, we had two left backs who were doing the business at that point. And then, an, an, uh, you know, an opportunity came and we thought, yeah, this is Sibley's chance. And he came in, had a brilliant game. And he, and he was pretty much, you, know, you you watched him that day, didn't you, Tom? And you thought, yeah, I'll tell you what, we, he's he's knocking on first team. And he, yeah. he almost he almost jumped over the reserves a little bit. He, he had to wait patiently for his time. And then when he got it, he did so well. He got in the first team reckoning then. And yeah. yeah, it just shows. But yeah, everyone there, everyone that's come up from the Colts has, has, has done really well. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think anybody, I don't think there's been a single player this come down or come up that's disappointed me at all this season. I think everybody, the club as a whole, every team is, as the, regardless of what squad they've been in, they've given 100%. So I think that's that's been a, a, a massive positive for the for the club this season. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, um, is that is that it, boys, for the highs and lows? I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. That's, that's yeah. Of time, right? I, I can't remember. I've got I've got some um, like statistics. I don't know if we've already covered them, but like Tom coming down and dropping down when we could, it, it was it's a no brainer when when you when you're playing a, a season with no wingers, and then someone you know if the first team ain't got a game, it's it's, I remember at the time at the time the Colts were going through a bit of a rough patch and yeah for, for Tom to come down and score 13 13 goals in nine games plus eight assists yeah thank only, you about, only about eight of those goals count though don't they no? yeah but six of them technically don't don't count because they were against teams that folded <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. yeah I mean we've talked about Ollie Atwood's yeah, Josh and Nate Price's numbers. Um, that's a, Mikey. Mikey for for an attacking left back, he had a he had he, he scored six goals in fifteen games. Um, Alex Fatio scored five and seven. Alex Fatio also assisted seven goals in seven games. His, his numbers were got, brilliant in in the short time we had him. Cutters, didn't he? he came on. Yeah, he came off the bench against Cutters. No, no, he he, he won it we against Cutters. Yeah, he won. We were about to wasn't having yeah. his best game, it, but just every, yeah. every time he got the got the ball, he, he'd create a goal. Yeah, hat trick assist that I, day. When we we were talking about taking him off, and then in the space of about ten minutes, he'd set up three goals. Yeah, scored. Yeah, um, Luke Bowden again. He he. We talked to. I think he got four or five in one game, didn't he? But. He he got he came down and got six assists in three games. Yeah, I I I feel I got to admit for for Bowden, I feel sorry for him this season because I think yeah, if he'd have had a bit more game time with us, he'd have got back to his form for last season. I don't think he was really he was really able to play. He's a, he's a confidence player, and I think when he came down to us and he and even the the games he played for the Colts. I don't think he had the best games in the world because he was not playing very often. Um, obviously, he needed a run of games, games, didn't he? Yeah, he was when he yeah. came back from COVID, wasn't it? His his was it his chest was just knackered, and yeah. you know, he kind of got when he when he was when he was playing, he was doing the business. But like Tom said, then he needed a run of games to really show his get back to his full potential. Yeah, um, I think he's probably one of the players I feel most sorry for this season. It, yeah, I can't help but think maybe it went against him that he can cover so many positions as well. 
Oh yeah, hundred percent. From yeah. a first team perspective, when you know if someone, if looking at Lukey Bowden, if he's left out of the starting eleven and you can't get him in, by having him on your bench, he just covers so much. Both four, flanks, four, number four, ten, yeah. full back, he's come on for you, hasn't he? His, yeah. But oh, I, I'll tell you another positive. What I just thought of. So I talked earlier about how many goal scorers and assists creators we've had all season, 31 and 32. Man of the matches has been spread out quite evenly, which again shows a team effort. Del, Del Sheps has had four man of the matches in 19 games. Uh, Ollie Atwood, Nath Price and Josh Jewell have all had two each. Other than that, all the other man of the match awards throughout the season have, have gone to individuals. So everyone, so many people have had their moment and and chipped in when it matters. So, it's, yeah, it's brilliant for me. We'll move on to... Um, I, I'm interested about this one, actually, because I don't know if it will be from your final game of the uh, of the season on Saturday, but we'll move on to goal of the season. Is there... Um, have you got, like, a top three, top five? How are you, this how are you is, going about it? This is a pain for me. So, me and Ron, that, we, we haven't really spoke about this. I've just went... I've literally went through my stats all day today. And I've I've come up with eleven contenders. <laughs> so oh, I'll be there all night. What I'll do, what I'll do, I'll quickly, I'll quickly run through them, and then what I'll do, I'll, I'll let I'll let Ron pick three. Well, I've only I've got three. I've only got three written down. So if you mention these three, then it, I'll have, I'll go straight for these three as being the, the three contenders. Bearing in mind. You weren't at every game, were you? Yeah, and I don't, I don't, I've got a really crappy memory for things like this. I don't remember yeah. goals. Yeah. I can tell you like stats and stuff, but actual goals, I'm, I'm terrible for. But yeah, you, you well, back on, and I'll see what I've got. I'll run through them, and then if, if it's on your list, chip in. Let me know. But the f- two, so the first two actually came. Oh, is it eleven or twelve? Might be twelve. The first two actually came in our first game we played in the 7-2 win against Fishponds. I wasn't there that day. Back on the 11th of September, Cambroy scored a hat-trick. Yeah. It was the only goals he scored for us in the reserves this season. But yeah, he scored, he, he saved them all for that day. The second one was beautiful. When he scored it, I thought, oh, we've already seen goal of the season. And so balls come into him. He's, at, he's quite a distance outside the box. Come in, he's received it. He's just took a touch, turned opened his body and let this right foot screamer into the top corner. It was, oh, it was stunning. And then you're thinking, oh, goal of the season already. Then, about 20 minutes to the end, I'm guessing, Mike Jones comes off the bench. He hadn't touched the ball. A minute later, we get a free kick, like 35 yards out. And he's bent the best free kick I've ever seen. The best free (laughs) kick I've ever seen. Unbelievable. So that's that's the first two. Um, the second one, the, the, the poor game that that five one cup defeat against um, who we say it was Snape Park when it GFA Cup game, awful game. But Ches has put a corner in and Cal scored this bullet header. Just a proper, it, it won't win goal of the season, but it was such a, a bullet beast of a header. I wanted to mention it. Um, <laughs> 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 I tell you, I tell you, a good goal. Sixteenth of October, goal number four. Rock Lee's, and you know we said we were two 0 up at half time, and then they pulled the goal back. 
Well, Mikey scored an absolute screamer rocket from just outside the box to put us 3-1 back up again. Um, that was nice. Tom, you might remember the 5-0 win against Brentry. You scored our fourth goal when you've you've run down the right. You've cut in and you're at a real tight angle and you've you've smashed it from a tight angle into the top corner. Do you remember that one? I don't, I don't, really, I don't really know how that one went in, to be honest. Like it was like literally on the bar, uh, on the byline, wasn't it? But yeah, but you've sort of managed to bend it back out and then back in again. No, but you remember that one actually. That was in that was up at Hallam, wasn't it? Hallam, that's yeah. the one, yeah. yeah. Um, next one, another free kick in that 14 win, four, uh, 14 1 win against Stoke Gifford. Alex Matteo's free kick. He did really well to win the free kick, he sort of played for it and. And tricked him and he's put the ball down and he has bet, got so much whip over and around the wall and in his top bins as you could get it absolutely stunning free kick are any of these which, which ones one, um, also, what's that Tom? Uh, I was going to say out of Mike Jones and Alex which one's better? I think Mike Jones I I think Mike Jones is yeah <laughs> I, I, I had to mention it because it was a stunning free kick. Oh, no, it was. Um, what's the next one I've got? What have I done here? I've written down a goal, but I haven't written down the scorer. Who was that? 2 0 against Old Georgians. First oh, goal. Early. Right footed, um, went on his right foot. Hit That's right. Yeah, it was for Tio. Yeah. So he, he went on a solo run. Looked like he took it too wide and he just lifted it over the keeper, didn't he? With, I think it was yeah. his right foot. Uh, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. Um, next one, 4-0 win against Brentry. Oh, this will be on Rons. This will be on Rons. So, Hayden. yeah, la- late late on in the game, we had Hayden at right back because um, I went with Stell and Cal centre-back. Um, I think it was Ollie Atwood put a ball across. Just about, one of those balls that you put out to a full-back expecting them to just deliver into the box. But he's put it, and you could tell he, he's fought, and he thought, do you know what? He's got just the right amount of pace on that ball. If I put my foot through it, I fancy my chances. And he's he's put his foot through it, and it's just absolutely rocketed into the far bottom corner. Stunning goal. Absolutely stunning. He's come up and give me a hug after. Um, but oh yeah, was that on your list, Ron? That one's, that one's on my list. That's the first one you've mentioned. That's on my yeah. list, yeah. Um, <laughs> the second, so in, in the Norman Golden Cup second round, our first game that we played, we, who did we play? We played Eastern Cowboy Reserve, didn't we, from a couple of divisions higher? Yeah, beat them 5-1, didn't we? Yeah. But Josh Jewell scored a, a, a monster of a goal from outside the box, blasted it in the top corner. Um. And then the last ones, I've got three from the last game of the season. I've got Ollie Atwood's volley from the I corner. Know, I know what you're doing here. Because I've got two from this game. So I can only imagine what the third one's going to be. I know what you're thinking, but no, no. My uh, my ugly tapping is not on there, I assure you. Go for that. So, I, two, two, two of mine were, if, if, if I'm mentioning Callum's bullet header, in the cut defeat, I mentioned in Ollie Atwood's second, which was a bullet header from a corner. Just got say it was a proper Alan Shearer header, but nine minutes before that, he scored this volley from a corner. I think 
Rayon put the corner in the first one and he's just yeah. timed, timed and just connection flies past past into the back of the net was that was one of those yours that's, one? that's one of mine yeah which one the volley the volley the volley yeah it was just it was and obviously being in goal as well it was literally I was obviously I ran the pitch but right behind it and as the ball's coming in I'm thinking because funny enough the last few weeks we've really been struggling at corners we just we just haven't seemed to beat the first man for the last five or six games it's, it's been really frustrating and then Mm-hmm. Rayon's just hit this corner and I'm thinking hold on that's that's going somewhere that and then out of nowhere Ollie's just smashed it straight down the middle of the goal mm-hmm. the, the most perfect volley I've seen in ages Do you know what I mean it was you just couldn't it, if you were writing the textbook sort of positioning for a volley it was just it, it, was, it was so unlucky that it was one of the games we hadn't had VO available because it was it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, I wouldn't say it was good enough for goal of the season, though. Brilliant strike, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's definitely, definitely worth a mention. Yeah, and the and the third goal from that game was the last game, the last goal scored in the league this uh-huh. season. Charlie at the edge uh-huh. of the box. Honestly, yeah, but I was so pleased for him. So pleased. It, the ball's just come out to him. I think he's chested it. He's literally just took a touch on his chest and it it's popped onto it and he thought, it, yeah. I'm just going to put my left foot through this. And he's he's hit this left foot volley, so sweet. I think it helped that the keeper was only about three foot. But Yeah, I mean, it's gone I over the keeper. But even, I mean, even a normal, I think a normal size keeper, it still would have been, it would have taken a good save to keep it out. A mm. very, very good save to keep it out. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to overrule you on this category, Ron. If if I need to, be well, purely, so, purely so, because you haven't seen all the goals. But what what's have you got so, a current top? So out of the out of those goals, I was there for six or seven of them. So Tom's the one of Tom's you mentioned, the one that Alex took around a few players. I didn't see the free Mikey's free kick or or, or the goals in the first game of the season. Um, so the the three I had written down initially were. Ollie's volley from Saturday, like like I said, it was just the corner was just a uh, it was just a fantastic delivery from Rayon, and then for Ollie to just catch it the way he caught it, and it it went through a, a complete body of players as well. It was it so odd and so true that it went through probably half the team. You know, it, if it had hit anybody, I think it still would have just gone straight through him and gone in the net. It was an absolutely peach of a volley. Um, then Charlie's from Saturday as well the way he took that finish and, and considering he's been getting stick all season for the fact that he doesn't shoot he never ever shoots and he had a shot on Saturday and I think he hit the corner flag and then two minutes later he had his second shot of the season and pulled out that finish was just mind-boggling <laughs> two shots he's had all season one hit the corner flag and one hit the top of the, top of the net it was superb um, and then the third goal I had was H's, the one you mentioned against Fish Ponds. Um, and then I've added to it, so to create my top four, because you dropped my memory, and that was Alex's free kick. So I've got a top four of Ollie, Charlie, H and Alex. You know what? They were all brilliant goals. We've scored some really good-looking goals this season, but I think out of those four... 
I would say it, it's between taking taking all things into account. Char, like Charlie's, without taking anything away from the goal, it was brilliant. But had the keeper given up at that point, don't know. It, you know, we were six 0 down at the time. He wasn't the best keeper. It, it wasn't exactly top bins. It sort of went over the keeper. It was central, I, wasn't it? I think that's yeah. why. That's why it. That's why it wasn't. A, it wasn't. It, it was more a moment. Yeah, it was the actual goal, I think. Because it was Charlie and it was his second shot of the season and it was a, a, pretty much the last kick of the, or last goal of the season, I think that's what makes it good. If, if you had a, a, I think if you had a, a, a decent tall keeper, you know, you, you're wondering whether it does go, does it go in? Because it was central. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't right in the top of the net. It was kind of just over the keeper. But I think that was more of a, more of a, like an emotional an emotional yeah, definitely. goal, do you know what I mean? Definitely. I, I, I think in terms of technique and goals, I think it's, it's between Alex and Hayden's for me. Alex, this is that out of four you're talking about, by the way, Ron, but Alex's free, free kick was stunning. It, it was just a simple, a beautiful, the curl, the whip, the bend, the dip. It had, it had everything. Oh, I rhymed then, didn't I? It did it, yeah. It did. And uh, it, 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 was, I, it was stunning. I really enjoyed it. But I think what Hayden did is a lot harder to do. You know, yeah. I, I set, you know when, when the ball's not moving and, and you know, you know I don't know what the score was when Alex scored that, maybe nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was but up there, wasn't it? The, 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 this ball from Ollie Atwood for Hayden's goal was, was fizzed across. You know, it's, on the Astro, it, it sort of, it just fizzes, doesn't it? And the the timing of his swing and the connection and the bend, like the outside of the foot, the bend it got on it to to go in that far bottom corner. Because and the keeper, it, it, the keeper was at full. Was that? Didn't he? Did he? Hit it? I, I can I can see it now. Did he hit it back across goal as well? Didn't he? So it was kind of like he yeah. got it on the right hand side. He, and hit it back over to the left. Didn't he it? may have even chested it. I think he did. He, he, I'm sure he chested it to take the sting out of it and just laced yeah, it. Yeah, I'm sure it fizzed across from Ollie because I think it was a corner, wasn't it? We had a corner, it dropped to Ollie. Ollie's played it back to him. He's brought it down and just hit it first time as soon as it's dropped. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I think certainly our Ollie's and Charlie's goal from Saturday are honourable mentions. Certainly, very worthy of third and fourth place, but I think out of H and Alex, I think you could give it to either of them. So I'll I think out of those four, a, out of those four, well, just because of I, take. Go on. I'm happy to say, let's give Ollie and Charlie joint third, and then out of H and Alex, I'm happy for you to pick one and two. I said I'm going to overrule you if I need to, Ron, and I'm oh, actually going to. Don't say you're going to bring it, it to me. I'm actually, I'm actually going to. Um, so I, I'm going to overrule you. I'm going to go, go Mike, Alex. Go Mike, no, I oh, think, no. I thinking about it. I think Alex's free kick just edges Mike Jones. I think I was earlier edged because of the distance of Mike's. Oh, they were both good. I'm, I'm just I'm just going to edge Alex for Tio's free kick in third place. Um, I'm going to go with Hayden's rocket into the far peck. The keeper was at full strength, full stretch. He won't get in there. Hayden at number two, 
But I'll tell you what, Ron, that first game of the season, you weren't there. This goal had everything. Cam Bryce, the second of his hat-trick. I, I didn't see it, so... On, I'm, yeah, I'm fully, yeah. I'm fully, I'm fully, I'm fully happy. It, it, fully it was, happy for you to, to if it was that good, I, I trust your judgment. Honestly, I'm happy, it, I'm happy it with was, Alex and H being up there. But if there's a goal that I've missed, it had everything for me. You, he, you he'd had a frustrating first half. Not, not he was playing really well, but it just wasn't like they, they were. The, he forced a few saves. The defenders were blocking well against him. He was having a really good first half of football. And as a young kid, he particularly can because he, he, he can he can drop his head and get frustrated, and it shows in his in his performance as the game progresses. But he didn't stop. I pulled him aside at half time. He said, "Just keep going, keep going. You're gonna you're gonna score." He got his first. I think that was a bit of a tap in. But this this second goal, he, he just had this air of confidence. The balls come in. He must have been about 30, 32 yards out. Come into his into his feet or maybe his thigh. But he took this touch shifted his body one way to send the defender in that direction then turned the other way and he's laced this it's hard to it's hard to say how he hit it because it at first it bent out then it bent in then back out again and it's just flew in the top corner absolutely stunning and and i'm not going to let it affect my uh, decision but even the celebration was brilliant because originally he was down to be in the Colts that weekend and I think it must have been Luke Corby pulled out. So he's, he's, you know, he's come running over. Colts, yeah, Colts, yeah. And it was just brilliant. It, the, the goal had everything, and then he and then he went on to complete his hat trick. And uh, oh yeah, honestly, anyone that played in that game will tell you what a, what a stunning strike it was. The bend in both to, directions. Uh, I'm happy to concede. Yeah, the power behind it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm pulling rank. Um, Alex Fatio's delicious free kick in third place Hayden's rocket into the far bottom corner in second and Cam's just we'll just call it a wonder goal hit number one Cam Bryce well done goal of the season mate I think that just goes to show someone that got like any other season you'd be looking at Charlie's goal Ollie's goal Mike Jones's free kick yeah the one you mentioned at top you'd be looking at all of these as goal of the season. So the fact that we scored so many good goals this season. Yeah. yeah. Josh, Josh Jules game goal in the cup from outside the box, right into the top corner. How that, that, for any other club, that's winning goal of the season. And it's not, it's not even in our top five. It was, it was an unreal goal. It just shows the, the, the quality of goals we've scored. And the, a lot of quality. Again. Uh, do, do you know what I've just found? Out, what's that? Sorry. Sorry, you can carry on, carry on. <laughs> I, I just noticed another stat at the bottom of the uh, scribblings as well. That, that we talk about the um, the goals we scored, but I'm going to chuck the clean sheets in there. Some some Steph, big Steph, a spell. He's considering that he's had a, so many different centre back partners. He's he's got eight clean sheets in 21 games. Brilliant record. Decent. Callum Rogers, seven assists, uh, seven clean sheets in 21 games. Del Sheps in, in the three games he's played at centre back, all clean sheets. Brilliant. Yeah. Hayden kept three, three clean sheets in six games when he's played for us in a defensive role. Liam kept four, four clean sheets in nine games. Anyone with a hundred percent record this season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you <laughs> big man. Yeah. <laughs> but um just not from the penalty spot. 
Yeah. Well, I've got 100% raffle from the penalty. Yeah, 100% failure. <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah, so I that, think that wraps up there then, doesn't it? That wraps up goal of the season. Well, 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 Cam, Cam Bryce. Cam, yeah, Cam Bryce, goal of the season. Cam Bryce, well, I mate, didn't get anything for it, but fair play. Reserve team goal of the season. <laughs> Must stress that. Oh, yeah, that's true. Right. Might, oh. might be in for, might be a Colts one as well. Um, yeah. and, 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 and who's to say that, that that goal for the reserves won't, isn't the best out of all three teams? Don't know. Could be club. Yeah, it could be club one. Don't know yet. Yeah. But, um, well, I think it's time for the, um, for the, for the team of the season. This will be an interesting one because me and Ron haven't haven't conferred. We 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 didn't want to discuss it beforehand because last season we literally picked everything. Even we, we picked the same starting eleven in the same positions and the, and the three same subs. So there wasn't much of a yeah. discussion. We we basically just named our team of the season. I I yeah. reckon I don't reckon we're a, we'll be a million miles off, but I reckon there will be differences. So what if you're both happy? I'd like to. Hear Ron's, and then I'll, yeah. I'll say if mine differs. Just out of playing yeah. devil's advocate, um, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I don't think it's going to be a million miles off. I wouldn't be surprised if it was the same again because I think it it almost picks itself. Only difference with me is, or, or I think potential difference is, I've played one or two out of position. I'd say for their from their normal positions. So have I. Oh really? Oh, almost, wow. almost, 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 just to get players in that that needed to be yeah. needed to be named in the eleven. Oh, I, even better. We might even, might even be closer than I thought. Then, so yeah, I think we'll we'll start with the important bit. We'll start with the keeper. Um, I'll tell you what. I'm not going to interrupt. If, if if mine differs, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you do your team. Do one for one. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mine, one for one. Yours. So I, I won't spend too much time talking about each individual player because we've literally spoken about all of them already. So um, goalkeeper, we've, we've had seven this season, like we said, but the main goalkeeper we've had most of the season and he's, he's done well is Liam. I think he's, he's pretty much picked himself there. Um, like I said, still, still part of his game he needs to work on. Um, and I think he's going to, I think he, he will end up being... A very good player for the club, um, but yeah, he's he's in there for me this season. Uh, we'll start with the defence. Um, generally, I think this is actually his proper position, but since he's come to Wessex, he's played mainly as a, a midfielder. But he has played the last sort of part of the season at right back, and that is uh, our skipper, and that is uh, Mr. Lewis Lewis Berry. I've put him in at right back. Um, I think it, it, he's a sort of player. I think he's played centre back this season a few times. He's played right back. He's he's played centre mid. I think you could play him anywhere on the pitch, and he, he'd do a job. Um, I think we've struggled. He'll, he'll find it. someone to kick, won't he? Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I said to him a few times this season. Funny enough, is what I love about Lewis is he wins the ball, but he makes a hell of an effort to play the man. And when he does win the ball, we don't worry about where the ball goes. He spends about three seconds looking at the bloke in a heap on the floor. Yeah, um, it's, it's frustrating at times, though, because he stands over him like a gladiator that's just won the battle, but the ball's only a couple of yards away. Yeah. Go got, get the ball or go put the next, next tackle in. <laughs> yeah. He's got to win that second one. I do um, like so yeah. He celebrates the tackle, doesn't he? He does. He, he does. He, he celebrates the tackle like he scored a goal. I think you asked the question the other day, 
to call um, Connor Collins on his podcast is, would you prefer a, a screamer or a or a a fifty fifty challenge? And he had a bit of a think about it. I think Lewis is the only player I know that, without a shadow of a doubt, wouldn't even think about scoring. And he he'd quite happily nail somebody any day of the week. Um, so yeah, he's, he's missed captain it right back. Um, centre half number one, got to be Steph, hasn't it? It's said twenty one games a season, been a mainstay. Um, I think he's been a little bit. A li- again, a little bit like Charlie, a little bit like Cully and that he tends to do his job so well, it goes a little bit under the radar. So I mean, he's you know what to expect from him. He's he's had a few difficult moments in games, but he's never had a bad game. I didn't think he's had a couple of minutes here and there, a, a bad touch maybe, but overall, in every game he's played, he's done well. Um, and I think it culminated on, on Saturday with with a, a real leader's man-of-the-match performance on Saturday. He, he was immense on Saturday. Yeah, he, he had to wait all season for a man-of-the-match. He's put in some really good displays, but like Charlie, at the end of the season, he's always been pipped by someone. And it, I, I made a point of saying it, because I said he's waited all, all season to be named man-of-the-match. He's not getting it for that reason at all. He, he earned it Saturday. He, was, he earned it, yeah. He was a leader on the pitch. Brilliant. Well, I, I came straight over to United game, pulled you. I said, man, he's, he's got to get man of the match today. Got to have it. He was he was superb. He really, yeah. really deserved it Saturday. But I, th- I think, like I said, that's just been the, the cherry on top of a, a good season. Um, and yeah, he's he's, he's earned all the plaudits that he's got this season. He, he, he should have shipped him with a couple, couple more goals than he got. I think he only got two or three in the end. I think he should have been up around the six, seven, eight mark. I think he got three. Let me just check. Yeah, he got three in total goals. Yeah, I think with some of the chances he had, he, he should have been knocking on the door of five or six. But well, you, you've only got to read my match reports. It was most weeks. He'll <laughs> definitely tell you most he'll weeks. Tower and yeah, centre back. Big Steph should have should have doubled the lead or whatever. Yeah, definitely. And it, so so next is Steph. Um, gone for H. I, th- I think this. I think this back four pretty much picks itself. You've got to have H in there. Um, he wasn't with us for very long. You know, he only I didn't know what he played in the end. Was it five or six? Um, and then he was he was moved on out to the first team. But what a player he was coming in. Like I said, him next to Steph um, was just a joy to watch. Both of them together playing really well. Um, I think if I'd have put Cow in there at centre back, I don't think it would have made this team look any weaker. But I think hates just. H just completed that back four for, for those few weeks he was here. And it left us to put Callum, I think it, and it's, it's going into my my team of the season, that left back is, is Callum because, like I said, he played centre-half and left back sort of 50-50 this season, but he didn't look out of place in any of the, any of the games, any of the positions. He, he was just as good in both. But I think that back four of Lewis, H, Steph and Cal, I mean, I... I I'd go out and I'd pick that against anybody. I don't think it mattered who we who we were playing against. I'd quite happily put that back four out, and uh, I think they'd be comfortable. They'd, they'd be brilliant together. Oh yeah, brilliant, brilliant back four. But I'll tell I'll tell you it, it, in amongst that back five, including the keeper. I have got a change, but we'll come on to that when I do mine. Be interesting that interesting to see what I, that is. I I, I I knocked up a team as well, and I've got to change that. Actually, I, I'm not 
I've, I'm not sure what Tom's would be, but I actually, I think I know what Trutch's will be. But I'll let you two, um, I'll yeah. let you two <laughs> yours after. But I, I, I think I know what Trutch's is going to be. Um, but yeah, move on to my midfield. So um, the two kind of holding midfielders, um, for me, we've got, start off with Dell. I think he came in and made a, a massive impact this season. Like for, for everything we spoke about earlier, his, his engine, his, his tackle, his heading ability. Um, bit of a wind-up merchant at times. I think he does get up some people's nose from time to time. Throws his toys out of the pram a little bit. But what a player. Great player. I um, think he should have probably chipped in with a few more goals, if I'm honest. But he does his job. I think, it, again, he, he played centre-half for the last few games of the season. Didn't look out of place. Um, so yeah, Dell goes in there for me. Next midfield, to... he, I think he sets our tempo as well. Yeah, when he, when he yeah. plays in in the middle of the park, very yeah, much. I agree. Yeah, and I, I think he's he's a player that would be comfortable. He's a player that's comfortable doing the the dirty work, the, the, the sort of donkey work, winning the ball back, putting in the challenges, but also he's quite skillful. So going forward, you know, he's, he can spray a pass. He's got good delivery. He's he's intelligent. He has that little look over his shoulder. He, he finds space well and he, he, he plays simple football and I think he does it really well. Um, so, yeah, Dell's definitely in there for me. And next to him, a player that came in latter half of the season for us and made a massive impact is, uh, is Mr. Charlie Kempson, Mr. Nice Guy. Um, just does the simple work, just does it. Just He just makes it look easy. Um, he doesn't overcomplicate it. He, he he looks he looks for where the simple pass is. He he, he loves a tra- he loves a tackle. He's he's I don't think he's a sort of he won't go and spray you a 40, 50 yard pass, but what he'll do is he'll give you a five yard pass and then he'll move and he'll give you an option. He just he keeps re- it yeah. over. Just he recycles he just, possession, he, doesn't he? Fa- I, I, fantastic. I've ne- fantastically well. He he never you, you get a lot of players. I've, I think we mentioned him earlier a little bit, was, was Sam Holland, I think. He's similar to him in, in the way that he plays, but I think the, the, the major difference is, for me, what Sam does, he's really skillful with the ball and he's quite attacking, he goes forward well, but he tends to kind of work himself into trouble. Whereas I think what Charlie does really well is he gets into that position and rather than work himself into trouble, he's really good at finding the outlet. And that might be a five-yard backwards pass, but sometimes a five-yard backwards pass is the best option, yeah. and that's what he does. I think he just he just instinctively knows what to do. Do you know what I mean? It's just he just keeps it simple and he keeps it ticking over, recycles well, um, and scores thirty yard left footed yeah. bangers. So, I think yeah. go, going going back to Sam Holland, like we we all know his his quality, like his skill, his touch, his vision is brilliant. But we started off the season playing very much a, a four three three. With, with a bank of three in midfield, where not so much a number ten, yeah, and it, it it was working for us, and you know couldn't get Sam in that role. We've sort of progressed into a more of a number ten role since Nate Price has has come on the scene, and just 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 because he's got so much energy to get when we're out of possession or they're building from the back, he's got he's got the energy to drop back into that midfield. For it is we've kind of we kind of play with a fluid. Four three three and a four two three one, don't we? Depending yeah, on yeah, yeah. We, we we don't really. So th- so this is 
I think this has been one of our strengths this season is and something that I think you've you've is you know it, it comes down to your your sort of tactics in the end is what we do really well is when we're attacking we are very much a a four three three with with a number ten behind the striker and, and two inside forwards but when we when we lose the ball we very quickly revert to a that bank of three in midfield mm-hmm. whether it's Naif Josh whoever is playing in that number ten role. They're very quick to get back into that bank of three. Um, and then when we've got the ball going forward, the, the likes of Charlie and Dell, one of them will sit, one of them will go. And I, I think they've just, it's just become such a, an ingrained way of playing that it's almost effortless now. We go from a 2-1 yeah. to a 3, back to it, and then maybe a 1-2. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's never a settled rigid three they are very interchangeable yeah. and all yeah. three of those players if even if it's Charlie that steps forward they will sit or you know yeah. Nathan might come back and drop in you know it's, it's been it's the way they've <coughs> played together and interchanges it's, it's regardless of which three we're playing it's been really good um yeah. and something I've, I've enjoyed watching this season so so yeah so you're, you're kind um, of playing at a 4-3-3 three, three with a number 10 then are you yeah so just just to kind of get the players in that I want to get in and, and yeah. I think what's the, the strength we've, I'm, I'm going to be calling it Del and Charlie is kind of like the holders yeah. and you know if, if we were setting them up for an actual match what I'd be saying is Charlie very much is the the kind of the CDM of the group the, 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 the you know the ball winning midfielder that, that dog in in that area Del the the kind of the box to box with the energy get the ball down the pitch and, and work it up and move forward and you know get that yeah. ball into the danger area. So that's that's how we would set those two up. Those two together, I think that they they complement each other so well. Charlie just keeps things. He's like Perlo, and he, he gets the ball, receives it, gives it, receives it, gives it, keeps things ticking over. Where where Dell is still that CDM, but he's he's charging all over the place and smashing into people and and pinging that forty yard pass. That they, they they both complement each other so well in that midfield too. Yeah, definitely. I think they, they, they're quite similar player. It's weird. They're, they're quite similar players, but completely different at the same time. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. They do the same job, but they do it differently. It, I think they work very well together. Um, and then in front of them, and this is where I've kind of moved positions a little bit because I, I felt it was important to get these players in, but I've had to sort of jig it back a little bit here, um, is I've gone for Josh, Josh Jewell in the number 10. Um came into the team later on in the season but he's made it impact um i'm not sure what's his goals and assists i can't i, I, I i've lost my sheet well uh sorry josh so josh has made 10 appearances in total nine starts one off the bench eight goals one assist two man of the match yeah i mean it speaks for itself doesn't it he's big impact. he's just yeah he's he's a little bit like dell in his his kind of his his shape and stature he's you know quite you know he's a, a shorter lad but quite well built and he just puts himself about, he puts his foot in a challenge. He, he's got an eye for goal. He's got an eye for a pass. He's, he just don't stop running. I think the, the only time I actually seen him struggling a bit was that game we played him at right back. Yeah. Done the job of a right back perfectly well. Yeah. But he didn't seem to have the engine there. I, th- I think in that number 10 role where he's got that bit of a, he's not expected to go up and down and up and down and up and down. He's just, you know, given that kind of that final fur to just float around and do his work. Yeah. He's the best of them there. But, but um, still more than did the job at right back when I asked him to. 
Oh, unbelievably so. Yeah, unbelievably. Yeah, yeah he, did, he, he didn't have a bad game by any stretch of imagination. Um, but I think that number 10 role for, for me is just... I, I know he, he ended up playing a lot of the season not in the number 10 and kind of in that number eight instead, um, that kind of quarterback role. Um, but yeah, just for the, the sake of this, I've put him up there um, and kind of... I've, I've hesitated to do it, but there's no way I couldn't have him in the team. Um, and that's Nave Price. I've, I've squeezed him in on the left. Um, he played a couple of games for us out on the left this season. Didn't have his best games, but what he does do well from the left is he cuts in to the middle. He did all of his best work from, from that number 10 role. I think he, he was absolutely superb there. He made it his own, um, linked up really well with Ollie. It just... Just kind of done done everything he needed to do. Goals, assists, passing, you know, won the ball well. You know, the times when we were out of possession and he had to track back to kind of get into that bank of three, he did it. Um, yeah, I mean, ideally he'd be playing in that number 10 role, but for the sake of this and and getting that midfield in there, I think Nath Morden deserves to be in the squad. So yeah, we'll put him, we'll put him out on the left, um, coming in onto his right foot and just kind of having that link up play with Ollie. And then on the right, um, as much as we ain't putting him in there, um, he's disappeared off the screen for a bit now. So I'll do oh no, he's come back. Uh you, you can't not put Tom in there. Can't put not put him in there. He's you know he's he's only he's played nine games for us so nine games, thirteen goals, however many assists it is. Eight and eight assists. assists. So you know twenty what's that twenty 21 goal contributions in nine games. Mm. It's a position we struggled with most of the season. Kind of tail yeah. end of the season, we've we've kind of recovered a bit with Kanks and Kanks and Rayon. But you know, if we didn't have those games where Tom was available to come down and play for us, I think we'd have we'd have really been missing a part of the jigsaw for that for that right hand side. So as much as we hate to do it, yeah, Tom's going in there on on the right. This and this will probably surprise the listeners a little bit, and people at the club. Tom literally got in there by default. We we were crying out for a winger of quality, didn't want to use him as much as we have. You know, there's players like like the times when Bowden was crying out for game time, and then you know we'd the first team wouldn't have a game, and it'd be sods law that like Bowden was out with COVID at the time or he wasn't available. Unavailable. Yeah. yeah. It, it, there was, there were so many times when I was desperate to get Bowden in for the, for the good of him and for the trust I had in him. Uh, and, and I don't mind saying Tom, I, I don't, although we like your numbers are outstanding. They don't lie. I don't, you weren't the difference in games for me. You, you weren't, you, you had your COVID struggles. You were struggling after COVID. And I, I don't think in, in the, in the, in the smaller amount of games you helped us out last season, you had a bigger impact. But I think I agree with that, yeah. this season you were just a part of the team. <clears throat> yeah, there was, there was only one game, one game I can think of, and that was probably Cutters. That was the only one which I can think that that really like. I I, I know we had a good game there. That, I, me and Alex were probably two of the worst players on that pitch, but we both ended up getting a hat trick of goals or assists. Yeah, I, I, that was one of the, one of the games I was going to bring up actually, because I, as much as we said earlier, it was we were going to pull off, we were going to we were going to drag Alex off that game. And he ended up getting the hat tricks and assists. I think the the player that would be next in line to 
to take off was probably you. Um, yeah, I, remember, yeah. I remember saying to, 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 to Trucci on the day, for, for whatever, and you're, you're a player that even out on the wing, if the ball's not coming out onto the wing, you, you quite happily come in and get it. Do I mean, you're always moving to get involved. If, if, you, if you don't have to move to get involved and the ball's coming out to you, then obviously you do the business out wide anyway. But it seemed that that game, for whatever reason, you just, and I, I, it must, I think it was one of your first games back after COVID, wasn't it, I think? But you didn't really get involved very much. So I remember saying to Trucci, actually, I think what we either need to drag him off or the way we ended up doing it in the end was putting you up front just to get you involved, just to see if that yeah, kind of... Yeah, if, if I remember, it was such a frustrating game. I think the referee uh, attempted to call the game off after about two minutes, didn't he, or something, because Demi and someone else got on a... Yeah, there was a occasion on the pitch, and and um and like every time the ball went out, it was like they were they were kicking for touch, and then we were wasting chance. The ball was out of play more than it was in. It's just wanted to fight, didn't they? And yeah, yeah, it was such a such a poor game of football. Like not not from us, like not necessarily our fault. It just ended up being such a bad game in general. Yeah, I think everybody. Yeah, again, like although looking at it, you made the difference. You didn't. You didn't do it on your own because although Alex wasn't having his best game, Alex Vatio, he popped up with three cracking assists, just be- beautifully weighted balls through, right where you want them put. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I tell you, I tell you what, I, I, I could, I, I, I'll already tell you, my team is a lot different. Yeah, well, I'll finish up. Very, very, very similar pool of players, but four changes so far. Oh, really? Well, I think last last kind of last one is I can't see this being any different. Is obviously Ollie up front. The, the difference he's made this season. Um, you know, we made a we made a big play for for Luke Corbs this season to to get him try, try and get him back in the folding, and then we had Mike Jones and Cam, and it, it just just something just wasn't clicking for whatever reason. Obviously, then you know Mike had. Mike had his issues and he 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 didn't have the time to play in and Luke Corbier is Luke Corbier. So it, it was kind of like it again, it looked like a time we were going to struggle, but then it sort of out of nowhere, this absolute beautiful boy turned up, Mr. Ollie Atwood, just built like an absolute brick outhouse. And he just he just Started working wonders, and I think it only took a game or two. And I, I, I can remember—I can't remember what game it was—but I, I distinctly remember me, he, he did something during a game, and me and you looked at each other, locked eyes, and literally both said, "I love him. We're in love with him." He made his debut in the fourteen-one victory against Stoke Gifford, didn't he? And yeah, then I think he got man was... of the match in the following week against Old Georgians, maybe. Yeah, I think it was the. It must have been the following game because I. I think in that game it was like. I could have scored. I reckon. Well, probably not, but I'd give it a go. Not from so the spot. It, it, not from the spot, no. But it, <laughs> it was. It was difficult to get kind of a true reflection of. He looked. Don't get me wrong. He looked good. He looked good, but it. It was against a very poor opposition. As the weeks yeah. went on, it, you know, as the opposition got better, it just, it just everything just clicked. So yeah. Ollie's up there for me is one of the one of the best strikers at this standard of football I've ever seen. 
Yeah, or, um, or, we we were we were really struggling. Sorry, Rob, we were we were struggling, weren't we? Striker thing, it's just not it's not quite clicking. It's not quite happening up front. And it was Charlie said, "Oh, can I, I'm going to bring a mate training." And I remember saying to Tom and Matt after, "I was like, I like Charlie's mate. He looks yeah. like it's and it's hard to tell from training. You can get poor players look good in training, average players look good in training, but some I thought, yeah, he's he's he was finishing well and he was holding it up. I thought." This could very well be the answer to our central striking role. Yeah, and I think is. that that fourteen-one game against Stoke Gifford, he was a late call-up. I think I'm sure Luke Corbier. He was playing for, he was playing for, he was playing he, for hoops that weekend. He was, he was, he was down on the he was down on the Colts bench. Yeah, and I remember calling Hooper up and saying, "Oops, I need a striker. I'm going to take your bench striker because it doesn't change your team." too much but also I think he 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 could well be the answer to me prayers it, it was a case of you know starting him with the Colts um, but then an opportunity came up earlier than expected and didn't he have grab it yeah 100% yeah so and then just quickly to round mine off we'll just go with a three man bench um, I won't spend too much time talking about him but Alex Fatio, um, just for the impact he made at the start of the season Um Again, young lad, what was he, 18, 19, 20? Just yeah. took to it, took to, to, to Wessex like a, a duck in the water. It um, misses as well. Yeah, apparently. I, I've never actually met him, I don't think. But yeah, other than Lovely that, girl. great footballer, great lad. Um, Jack Sibley, he's ju- I'm going to chuck him on the bench. Um, again, was only with us three or four games, but done a, done a fantastic job and then was... was was pushed straight onto the the first team. So, Sibley, yeah. So Sib Sibley made two starts and two off the bench for us. Yeah, and I think I think he again. It was it was a, a time when we were at, we really needed him. You know, Mikey was unavailable. Cal was having to play at centre back, so we really needed that player to kind of step in and do a job. And and he did it, and he did it really well. So so he's he's earned that place on the bench. And then just out of pure vanity. I mean, a keeper getting a hundred percent clean sheet record in a season is is unheard of. So I'm going to put myself on there, um, you know, and and also as as well as you know keeping clean sheets. I I know I missed a penalty on Saturday, but five minutes to go, nil nil. If we need a goal, I, I'm backing myself to come on and and knock some goals together. Ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, if, if if it was an actual bench on a dugout, you'd take up half of it, so it wouldn't work. No, it was meant to be a professional team of the season, wasn't it? That's that's just rude, isn't it? That's a strong bench, that's a solid bench. You always need a backup keeper, and a, I don't think you get many better than me. As, oh, as I'll a tell you what. Keeper. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you now, our bench is completely different, and there's one, two, three, four, five changes to the starting lineup. I, well, I thought I, we'd I, be closer. I, I've got quite a few. I've got quite so, a few. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the four-two-three-one. But the 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 left wing, the cam, and the right wing are all going to be a bit interchangeable. Keep the opponents guessing purely because I haven't really got a natural left winger in amongst it. But starting at the back, I, yeah, agree with you, Liam and goal. He played the most games for us. He, I know you kept the t- clean sheets in both your games, but he, he only conceded seven in the games he played, which was nine games. Um, 
was it four clean sheets I mentioned earlier? Yeah, it was four yeah, clean yeah. sheets. Uh, he's in he's in there by default, which sounds harsh on him, but it's it's the logical choice. He was the most settled keeper we had. Um, I think there's a hell of a keeper in Liam, as long as he works on certain things, which is that command of the area. His shot stopping's brilliant. He even save one with his bum the other week. Um, jump leaping off off the floor. His shot stopping is brilliant. His distribution is brilliant. He's getting better at talking, but I think he needs to own that area more. Be yeah. nice and loud and vocal. Let the centre halves know exactly where he is when he's coming. Call him for that ball a bit quicker rather than as it's about to go in his hands. But just c- and c- coming off that line, being I, I, w- when I put you in for one week, you had a bit of a was it, I think it was a wrist, no a finger, bit of a dodgy finger. And I said rather than risk it. I've got Ron available. I'm going to stick Ron in for the week. I said, just come along to the game and watch Ron because without blowing smoke up, you're on. You you know what you're doing in in goal. You've done it to a high standard for many years. But just, I wanted Liam just to watch your positioning when when the opposite goalkeeper was taking goal kicks, seeing where to be because quite often he's still in that six yard box. But mm. he he he's still young enough to progress into a one hell of a keeper. Um, yeah, and I don't, I don't think it will take much. I think it, it just needs, like you said, a, a bit, bit, bit more vocal, a bit more confident, and just, just command that area and, and figure out your position, you know, where you need yeah. to be. And I think, I think he, he's got the ability to be a decent keeper. So I'll, I'll tell you what. Before I progress with my team, I'm just going to quickly recap yours, just so it's easier for the, the listeners in one hit. So you went with Liam in goal, Lewis right back, Callum left back. Stefan Hayden centre back. Then you went with Del Sheps and Charlie centre midfield with Josh Jewell just in front. Tom Trimble out on the right wing, Nath Price out on the left wing, Ollie Atwood up top. Yeah. And then yourself, Jack Sibley and Alex Pateo on the bench. Yeah, great bench. Yeah, no, I mean, a, a, a strong team. It, it, however much <laughs> it differs to mine, one, one hell of a team. But um, yeah, so I've gone with Liam and goal like you. I've, I've gone with Lewis at right back. Right back was a bit of a, a bit of a problem issue for us. Um, started off with Cully, broke my heart, lost him to the first team. Mumford came along, did all right. Then I think Mumford got called up to the first team then. And then Lewis eventually nailed down the right back slot. Um, I mean, at the start of the season, after the start of the season, we had our, our plan was... Lewis and Del Sheps in centre midfield with one other, mm, whoever yeah. that one other be, whoever was available at the week. And at the end of the season, neither of them ended up in the midfield. Defense, yeah. Um, so yeah, I've gone with gone with Lewis at right back, 12 games, one goal, two assists. A, a very steady, steady season for Lewis. I think we, we were so reliant on him last season, but where we got stronger as a team. Um, he's just—he's he, almost turned into Cully, just Mister Dependable, Mister Solid. You know what you're going to get from him. Good yeah. leader. His leadership's brilliant. Yeah, and it, and I know he missed quite a few games this season for you know for for whatever reason. But when he was there, it was it it wasn't like he'd missed missed any game. His leadership was still unbelievable. The lads still loved having him there. He, he did a job yeah. every time. So, and we had. Season. We had leaders to wear the armband in his absence. Yeah, yeah. Whereas last season, yeah, yeah we, it was it was a struggle to get that same leadership. 
Um, I've also gone with Cal at left back. I think he's he's been he's been really really good at centre back when we've played him. But when we've played him at left back, outstanding as a season overall, outstanding. Yeah. He we know his limitations. He's not going to be surging down the left wing, overlapping. But I tell you what, the football brain on him and his delivery, his vision, his his timing, his positional awareness, outstanding. I think he's been fantastic. Centre of defence, there's a change. Obviously, big Steph's in there. Um, you know, it, I think I know where you're going with. Yeah, eight, eight clean sheets in 21 games, chipped in with three goals, an assist, man of the match. Yeah, he was he was the signing I wanted. It, it, it well this time last season, coming into the summer, made big um, big approaches for him, and it, and it, and he paid off playing every league game. So yeah, big steps in there. I'm not selecting H Hayden. However, I mean he every second he's played for us, he has been outstanding. Couldn't have asked for anything more. But just because, and through obviously no fault of his own, getting called up to the first team, just because of limited appearance for us, what's he made? Six in total? Six, yeah. Six in total. That That's the only reason I'm, I'm, I'm keeping him out, just to get get the ones with, with big numbers in. Um, yeah, big, big shout out to Hayden. Outstanding. And he, he, when we were... At one point of the season, thinking, "What do we do? We need we need two cows. We need Callet left back, Callet centre back." And he came in, and he was he was brilliant. Chipped in with two goals as well. But I'm going with he predominantly played centre mid all season. Where I've selected him, Del Sheps. Yeah, I thought you might. He's, he, yeah, I, to be he, honest, I, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of shoehorning him in, in at centre back. But I mean, free, not just the free clean sheets and the free in the three games he's played there, but his level of performance, dominant, really yeah, dominant. I, I know, I know it, it, it's such a luxury knowing that wherever the gap is, if you, if you need him at centre back or need him in centre midfield, he'll, he'll do the job and he'll battle. So I'm, I'm going with Dell Sheps. I think Dell and Steph struck up a real good partnership centrally. Um, yeah. It's brilliant in the air. Where you where you wouldn't expect him to be looking at him. So, yeah, my back four: Lewis, Lewis and Cal fullbacks, and Stefan Dell centre back. So yeah, that's our I, first I, change. I can't I can't really argue with that. I know I've put him in centre midfield, um, but I think you know if I'd have put him at centre back, um, in fact, when I was putting together my team, there I I did change it a few times. I had a bit centre back, and then I put him in midfield and centre back. And, I can't really argue with that. I think it, whether he plays centre back or centre mid, you're going to get a, a decent performance from him. So yeah. I think that's an equally strong back four to mine, I think. Yeah. Um, midfield two, again, different. So I've gone with I've gone with Charlie. Um, he a hell of a lot more games for the reserves this season had he not been just required elsewhere um, because he's so reliable. But how he ended up the season with us, the last five or six games, brilliant. Such a nice kitty to have around. Brilliant in the changing room. Everyone loves him. He, he dictates, especially when Dell 
went back into the fence for us. He, he took on that dictation of the, the tempo role and I was buzzing for him when he got his, got his goal he'd been waiting for on the, on the last game of the season. I, I yeah. rewarded him by subbing him straight after, but you know, <laughs> the, t- the team will always come first. I, I, I said, I don't, I don't want you getting too arrogant. Off you go. But yeah, Charlie's, Charlie's in there in my midfield too. And um, I've gone with Josh Jewell alongside him. Um, yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. Pr- he's probably more of a number ten, like where you've got him. But um, I think because he because he gets stuck in and he's got that vision for, with with a ping on him, I've gone with Josh and Charlie as as me as me two. I mean, his numbers are brilliant. Josh, we, we said that we ten appearances, eight goals, an assist as well, two man of the matches. He was he was out of a, a mid season. Sign in. Um, yeah, again, yeah, different so, to mine, but can't can't argue with it. I think it's just as good. Yeah. I don't think it weakens it at all. I think it's yeah, yeah. So yeah. Charlie and Josh is my midfield too. Yeah, and I'm going with a bit of an interchangeable free in front. So I'll give you their starting position. So I've I've gone with Tom on the right wing. The numbers don't lie. You know, thirteen goals, eight assists. In nine games, brilliant. The quality that Tom brings. Um, I won't even go into it too much because it's, 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 it's obvious. Um, then I've got central, Nath Price in the number 10, purely because he's, he's done that the second half of the season since he's come in. I know we've used him on the wing a couple of times and he can do a job, but the drop in result and performance what you get by putting him out wide is 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 too much he, he needs to be central Nafi and that's and that's why he got in that number 10 over over other number uh, number 10s that are available because he's he's got those legs and, he, and he's got that brain to know when to drop back in and help when to pop out into those little half spaces and pockets um and again, ten appearances, eight goals, seven assists, two man of the matches, outstanding. So Tom outright, Nafe in the number ten, <clears throat> and this is where it's shoehorned a little bit. I've got Alex Fatio out on the left wing starting. Um, seven appearances, five goals, seven assists, one man of the match. That's twelve goal contributions in seven games. Outstanding. But like, if, if I was to play that team, I'd be looking for, you know, Alex to pop into that number ten and Nafe pull out wide, keep the opponents guessing. Make them, if Nafe stays central, look at Tom swapping out to the left and Alex going out right. I think it would give an opposition team a nightmare trying to figure out who was playing where. And I think all three of those have got the the football brain to do it. Almost, you you wouldn't need to communicate that much. You, they, yeah, no, they, they've all all three of those have got such good football rings. They'll see someone coming inside and know to go outside or switch. Um, yeah, so my midfield five, as it were, jo- Josh and Charlie sat there. Nath in front, Tom out right, Alex Patio left. So actually, um, that's, he's he's going to be the only different player because you, you know we know you're going to have up front, but actually the fact that you've swapped out Alex. Put him on the left. Although we've changed the positions quite a lot, 
it's actually all the same players, isn't it? More or less. It's, yeah, it's it's just Alex and Hayden. Yeah. You've you've started Hayden, I've started Alex, but yeah, it's it's a bit more. Yeah, it's a different. It's, it's tactical, a different and again, like one would work against one would work better against one opponent, and one would work better against another opponent. But yeah, like like, like you just said, we're 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 going to agree. No one's going to tell tell us that Oli Atwood isn't reserve team striker of the mm. season. Absolutely brilliant. 11, yeah. 11 games, 11 goals, nine assists, two man of the matches and work, work, work all over the pitch. Football brain knows when to drop off, knows when to drift wide. Absolutely outstanding. Um, so my bench, I had to put Hayden in there just because of the, the level of performance he gave us when called upon. But just, yeah, just because hadn't played as much as, as others in the team. I've gone with Hayden on the bench, but what a sub that is. Um, I've got Mikey in there. Again, Mikey covers, he would cover left back, left wing. It would, it would allow Callum to go central in a back four or Alex to go central. Uh, Mikey, what was Mikey's numbers? Again, brilliant start to the season, but then as as can happen, work... Just off, didn't it? Yeah, work is more important than football unfortunately paying those bills but 15 appearances six goals and three assists played a big big part for us Mikey this season and my last sub Kanks who had a, a stop start a season as you could get came in brilliant pre-season injured in the first 10 minutes of the first game then slowly eased back into the team a few off the bench what was it? I think it was six starts, six starts, four off the bench. Chipped in with two goals, four assists as well. But yeah, just because it, it was, he, he literally, in theory, really, over the course of the season, bar 10 minutes in the first game, he only played the last few games. But for what he brought and the numbers and everything, Kanks is in there. Yeah, so can't disagree. I'll quickly run through mine. Liam in goal, Lewis right back. Callum left back, Steph and Dell centre back, Josh Jewell and Charlie midfield, just in front of them, Nave Price, Tom out right, Alex Fatio left, Ollie Atwood up top, Hayden, Mikey, and Kanks on the bench. Can't argue, two now, strong teams. Yeah, now Tom Tom chipped in earlier, said he's got his own thoughts. So I, I'm quite interested to, because you, yeah, you've, you've, you've either played in or watched quite a bit of the reserves this season haven't you yeah I think I've you know played or watched I want to say about 60-70% to be fair um, oh, yeah the, assembly, I'd say. the first seven of Trutchies is the same for me so that's the that's, that's the back four the keeper and the, and the middle three so you've gone with Liam and Gold Lewis right back Callum left back Stefan Dell centre back Josh Jewell and Charlie in the middle yes Nathan Price in front as well Nate Price in front as well. So yeah, okay. Um I've still got me right, Ollie up top, but I did put Kanks in there as the yeah. left winger, just because on paper Alex Fatir as a left winger isn't his ideal position to play, and he can he can do it hundred percent. Um, especially with the interchange. But I think both him and Price are a hundred percent better centrally. Oh, definitely. So oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. I I agree. And I think I think to be fair to Kanks, I, I know 
you boys have spoken about it a lot. You, you started the season well, then got injured, and then and he's come back on it. And I don't think you'll mind me saying he, he's he's been out, of, you know, been out of shape, been out of match sharpness, match fitness. I've seen it get better each week, haven't you? Exactly that. And I, and I I honestly think if if he was here for the whole season, he would he would be a an absolute starter for that. I I, I, again the, the only reason I've not picked him is exactly what you just said then was that he only came back sort of the last five or six games of the season yeah, whatever no, I agree with that yeah and the, the first two or three of them was him getting back to his best and then the last two or three games was him at his best so yeah. I, I felt a bit I think there were players that played better for longer that I could easily shoehorn in there, it, yeah. pop him in there, but I think he just he just did it for less time. No, no fault of his own, obviously injuries and stuff. But I think if what, two or three more games, I think he would have had that left yeah, left position nailed on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, if if it weren't for such a big proportion of the of the season, I, I'm under no doubt that he would have been on, on my left wing in my yeah. team. And I've got the, the bench. I've got Fotio, Mikey, and I put Cully on there. Because he is Mr. Reliable. Yeah. Only yeah. six appearances from Cully, I think. Yeah, so him and H have probably had the same amount of games, haven't they? So about, yeah. a little bit more. Yeah, six six starts, two off the bench. But I, I think the, the, the only reason I haven't really thought about him in turn, because he, like I said, last season he was our player of the year, or young player of the year, wasn't he? Um, and he'd been nailed on for right back all day long. I, I think his six, his six appearances were just... Right at the start of the season, they were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we've played, we've played so well going through the season that he kind of just. I'll tell you what. I think he played the two big games, didn't he? Didn't he play against Redbridge that that week when we looked at the two one loss? I I think he did. I also, I also asked him against Rock Lees. I also asked him to play right wing back. That was which is because he he had I had I had Caleb Thomas at at right centre back in a in a back three. Yeah, um, and, and that's not that's not him. That's not him. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, um, I mean, Ron, Ron will back me up. It, it it literally took us weeks to decide manager's player of the season last year yeah. between Cully and Lewis. Oh, was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it could be the same this year. But, but yeah, I, the only thing with Cully being on the bench is that I think what that allows is Lewis to open up a slot in the middle if uh, if he's needed in there. Um, yeah, definitely. definitely yeah, uh, agree with that. But obviously, if, Char- if Charlie's knee does go again, <laughs> yeah. But then obviously yeah. you have got the same option for Mikey as a winger and a fullback. So I know all three teams are. I think they are very similar. I think you can definitely tell that core of the the, the players you've had this season. Um, but yeah, I, I think you know. I think that just shows really how how strong the the reserves has been. Definitely, yeah. and you've gone for Ollie up top as well. I assume yeah, Tom Ollie up top, yeah. Yeah, so you've you've named ten out of the same eleven as me. Yeah, and to be honest, I I've I would have overruled Ron just because that's that's the way I am. I, I loved Ron's team; it's a it's a brilliant team. I I prefer mine, and I think the fact that you've picked ten out of the eleven of mine. What do you mean overruled me? What 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 you overruled? I was overruling every time. Mate. I'm naming team of the season and there's it's nothing, There's nothing to overrule. This, this is my team of the season. That's your team of the season. <laughs> but officially, officially in the record books. Oh, right. Okay. You're going to put it in the season. Right, yeah. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what I'm going to do, actually. I just thought of this. I'm going to 
compare it to last season's team of the season. I mean, just no, while you're just while you're finding that quickly, I I I've the changes that you you have both made compared to mine. I've got absolutely no issue with any of those changes at all. I mean, I, I don't think. Yeah, any it's of not them like you've got an issue. Yeah. No, if, if you if you were to if we were completely different, I think I'd sit here and go, "Well, no, you can't just overrule me. We need to." But actually, <laughs> I think it's just it's just just it might be the fact that there were games where I wasn't there, or you know, I didn't see as much of Kanks and things like that. Because I, I you know I haven't made every game this season. I think any three of the teams that have just been picked. Oh, all three. All three of them would yeah. go out and and would Definitely. would do do your results. So you know, I think if you want to put an official stamp on it, Trachi, and pick yours, I you know, it's, I don't think there's anyone that would argue with that. I mean, if I, if I'm naming my my eleven on quality and quality alone, there's no way Hayden's missing out on that eleven. But I'm just thinking in terms of team of the season. I think that yeah, you have to base it off of the the, you know, the the games and the stats, haven't you? Like it's yeah, yeah. Um, so I I I realised my 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 stats from last year are upstairs, and I don't want to uh, go up and wake me mum up. So I'm going to do it off memory. If I so I'm pretty sure last season's reserve team of the year was running goal, obviously. Cully right back, obviously. We had Yian at left back. Yeah, and we had. Yemi and Cal and Cal centre back, I believe. I can't remember. So Cal's the only surviving member there. Midfield, we had Lewis, Matt Faulkner, and Pete Lucas. Yeah. So Lewis, number two survivor. And Tom right wing, Luke Bowden left wing. Yeah, it would have been Luke. Definitely. So we've only got three survivors in the in the in the same team, which shows the sort of change and progression, if you will. Who do we have up top? Must have been Mike James, surely. No, no, it was George, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, it was, yeah. George because Cork, of the, yeah, the goals he scored yeah. in the lockdown. Yeah. And Mike yeah, James was on the bench, wasn't he? Yeah, Mike, Mike James would have been on the bench. Like, so we, we've only got three remaining in, in the 11 from last year, which is, who do we say? Tom, Cal and Lewis. And two of those yeah. are playing different positions. Yeah. Lewis was in midfield, Cal left back this time around. But... Just shows yeah, the growth, I think. It shows, it shows the growth. I think it's. I don't think it's a bad thing yeah. that we've got. You know that. I think the, the team of the season this season. You know, go up, got on a limb set. I think it beats it beats that team from last year. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Good I game, though. So. Be a good game. It's still a good team. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd love someone to, to mock these players up on FIFA and yeah, do a legends yeah. match. Yeah. <laughs> That's something Chuck would do. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that rounds out the teams then. Cool. Did you want to run through them one last time or, or think they've heard them enough? No, no, I, think I think we've heard them enough. Yeah, we've heard them enough. Yeah. As, as you boys have said throughout us, it's, it's, it's two, two extremely strong teams throughout. Um, and, and to be fair, as you've said throughout the whole season, if, 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 if we turn up throughout all of the four games that we didn't get you know maximum points in, the uh, the, the two Rockleys and the two Redbridge games. I, if we turn up in them, I think I think you're winning the league, aren't you? You know, especially yeah. And 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 who knows if you know that the the teams that pulled out of the league, if things would have, if that would have played a part, I think it would have. 
more yeah, chance that, that. dropping points as well, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. The, the awful decision in the in the cup quarterfinal to, to rule out Connor Collins's free kick. I think it, it's been a really good season. Apart from you take in in any if you put us in any other division, we're winning that league. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and, and it's, it's been it's been a brilliant. It's been a fun season. It's been brilliant. We've had massive results. All it's lacked is silverware. No, I agree, and it's uh, it's that's the only disappointing thing, really, isn't it? And, and you know, we've played our last game, and we still don't know if we're going up. Te- technically, Rotley's oh, who bing bonged? Is that me? No, don't worry. Rotley's um, Rotley's looking at it can't go up because their their B team is in the team above, their A team's in the t- in the league above that. Yeah. So in theory, we're we're expecting that it's us and Redbridge that go up but you know we're, we'll play the waiting game and yeah 100% um, see. On, to the, on to the final little topic then um, bit of a weird one to end this uh, end this podcast we've had some news uh, in the last day um, hours ago wasn't it yeah well um, I'll let you explain Church I'll be in the corner so <laughs> dropping a bit of a bombshell me and Ron are stepping down from our roles at Wessex at the end of the season. Um, difficult, difficult decision. The, the, I mean, Ron's a bit of a football traveller, really. He's, he's, he's done the rounds at so many different clubs, but I, I think you'll agree, Ron, Wessex has always been what you'd call home and, and your yeah, club is yeah. certainly, it's always been my club, the, clo- the club close to my heart which it always always will be but um we were yeah we, we had an opportunity come up which we felt was just too good to turn down went for a chat I was saying to someone last last night at the meeting went for a chat and I was almost practicing my thanks but no thanks speech but we we got back in the car after after chatting with the chairman of, of, of another club and I think we pretty, we agreed, didn't we, Ron? That if you know if if they offer us the role, we could very much regret turning that down yeah. at some point in the future, yeah. near or far. So um, yeah, we've we've accepted a a first team management role over uh, over by well, the other side over in the uh, combination Premier Division. Um, won't name the club just yet, just uh, because. They haven't announced us yet. They've been waiting for us to, you know, finalise things our end at Wessex's end first. But it's only right that we're revealed by them beforehand. But and yeah, an exciting new chapter for me and Ron. Um, you know, certainly like my affiliation with Wessex won't won't end. I'll be, you know, you'll still catch me at games. I'll still be speaking with Lynn and Tom and Matt and the boys and. I, I last night we had a committee meeting and where I dropped the news and I, I was very conscious. It's sometimes it's it's just words coming out, but I, you know I reminded everyone that this is the club of my heart. I want to keep an open dialogue with everyone involved, be that for advice, suggestions, whether that's I don't know from Hooper in the Colts or whoever goes into the reserve role or stuff behind the scenes I'll always 
answer any questions anyone's got with Wessex's best interests at hearts. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll still stay in touch with the players if, if you know, if they want to reach out and ask questions. Or do you think this is right? And you know, the, the way the way Wessex is running, I'm, I'm in those. I, I, I feel that we're leaving not just the reserves in a stronger position, but the club in general. I mean, that that might, that sounds big headed because I, I can't take away any anything from what Tom and Matt have done in the first team and, and from a, a club perspective overall. But I mean, on that note, huge, huge pat on the back. Well done and congratulations to you and Tom, uh, to you and Matt, Tom. Um, it was a tough start to the season, but you never stop believing. You never let the players stop believing. And ultimately, you've got promotion into the into the Spurban Prem. Massive well done. Well done to all the players that have achieved it. <clears throat> um, I, I, I said last night when I when I told the committee that you know the, the offer's been there for a few weeks. I didn't I, I didn't want to make it public knowledge. I didn't want to tell anyone at the club I, what, what I wanted to, but I knew it would be wrong to do so with all three teams looking at promotion. Oh, I didn't I want any, no yeah. distractions. I, I, know we, I know we spoke about it, didn't we, at the meeting, but I, yeah. I, it's that, it was 100% the right thing to do. You, you didn't want that, you know, having an impact on, on any team's position in the league or players' opinions and stuff like that. Like, um, from our point of view, anyway, we we hundred percent respect, you know, you keeping it until now, and obviously it allows us to to look into to potential plans for for next season. But as you said, it, it's not a what are they supposed to say? And it's not a it's not a goodbye. It's like a see you again and that sort of thing. Um, well, it'll be a presentation. It's seen in a couple weeks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I mean, just just quickly for me, I. I just echoing everything that Trachi just said. Um, you know, I, I I first came to Wessex. What would it have been, Trachi? Two thousand and eleven, two thousand and twelve, something like that. So you know, long old time ago. Um, and it, like Trachi said, I I left. I left. I didn't stay around as long as Trachi and Hooper. I left and went on and played at different clubs. And I have played at sort of all different standards and umpteen clubs, but. I said to, to Lynn the other day when we were chatting about you know the opportunity that, that we, we've been offered, Wessex will always be, I think, my top club. It will always be sort of, it almost, it always feels, it will always feel like Wessex is my club. Um, and I've, coming back two years ago, um, I said to Lynn, it's been like a, it's, it's been a real honour and a privilege to, to, to be back at the club and helping, helping run the reserves. I, again, like Trachi said, I think we've, We've definitely left the reserves or will be leaving the reserves in a much stronger place. But I think we've also played our part in leaving the club in a much stronger position. Um, again, fantastic work by you boys in the first, getting promotion after such a difficult start. All the credit to you boys. Um, it's been a fantastic season. And I, I think we've also, you know, helped see the see the fruition of the Colts and sort of get get Hooper in there and, and sort of be there on, on hand for him to help out as well. So 
I feel we've we're leaving the club in a much stronger position, much much stronger position, and it's been a privilege to be a part of it. And I, I think, like Trachi said, that the, the offers come in for this for this step up, and it and it is a step up for us. There's no getting away from that. It is a step up, and I think the reason why we've taken it is because we've enjoyed what we've done for the last two years so much. We, we've loved it. We've loved every second of it. And there's a real ambition there to to push on and 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 manage and coach it at the highest possible level. And you know, stepping up to the combination prem is is the the equal division, if you like, to what you boys in the first have just been promoted to. So it's a big step up for us. But I think we're more than capable. Um, who who can hit County first? Friendly yeah, rivalry. Yeah. Let's make a competition of it. But also, like but like Trudy said about keeping the links. I, I said to said to Lim one of the first things I said is there's there's no way this is us cutting ties with Wessex. We you know if if there's a way we can even build a relationship between the clubs, certainly as as managers as players, we'll, we'll, we'll be in contact and you know it ain't going to be a case of we'll never speak of or see Wessex again. You'll still see us at games when when we can get there, um, mm. and if we can you know build some sort of relationship and you know crack on together really and and, and you know, if, if it means helping helping each other out to, to both reach our goals I'm more than up for that so I mean it's, it's definitely something that I'd be, I'd be interested in and I think going forward I, obviously it's a decision that me and Trutchy aren't going to be a part of because it's it's not our it's not our position to make to make these decisions but you know when the conversations are going to start between you know the committee and, and you guys going forward I think if if you're looking within the club, you look at what Upper's done at the Colts. You know, when we started the Colts at the start of the season, it was going to be a chance for players that weren't getting much game time to to get some games and you know not necessarily worry about where you finished in the table and you know no pressure. And he's managed to put up a, a promotion race where if he wins his last game on Saturday, he gets promoted. So. What he's done in that Colts team is phenomenal. So I think, you know, it, it's a decision that you guys have got to make. It's a conversation that you guys need to have. But, you know, if you're looking at somebody that can come in and really take off where, where you know, like I said, we're handing over the reins in a very good position. And I think somebody to take that on and and, and keep it keep that momentum going, I think someone like Hooper would, would, would definitely do a, a very good job. Yeah, no, I, 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 I back that. I know Trutchy said that last night as well at the, at the committee meeting. Um, as you said, it's, it's an internal thing. It will have to be, it has to be a committee decision. And, and we also have to look at, you know, the projects going forward as well, whether, you know, the Colts team goes ahead next year, all that sort of stuff. But I think from, from behalf of, you know, it's looking me, promising though, isn't it, Tom? It's, I know. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and I think that's the, I think that's, as you boys have said, like you know, you're, you're coming, you're leaving, leaving the club in the reserves in a better place, and and the club, and and you are like, there's no, there's no denying that it, you 100 percent have come in. You've you've obviously brought players in, but you've you've got the reserves up to a level where I was speaking to Lynn about it the other day. I think it's the highest first reserves and, and Colts will be next year as a club. Um, so from a success success point of view, we brought trophies to the club, the COVID Cup, the preseason one will split that probably, won't we? But uh, 
Um, his name's on the his name's on the plate now. <laughs> yeah, I can't get it off. I've tried. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, you've been you brought success and that winning mentality, and and I know for Lynn, it was a it was a heartbreak. I've I haven't seen Lynn in in, a, in that state before. She said. That's uh, Chuchi's the only only man to break her heart twice. <laughs> um, but I know how much she she's loved you boys being back and um and and the job you've also done. And uh, and yeah, from our point of view as well, we want to thank you for everything you've done these last two years. Obviously, from a personal point of view, Trutch as well. You know, when I first started as an adult, oh, what was that? Eight years ago. You weren't, you were 15 at the time. 15, eight, nine years ago now. Um, and you were my manager back then. Um, so, it's, you know, it's an emotional goodbye for me as well. Um, see you soon, remember? See you soon. <laughs> yeah, pre-season friendly. Um, but, yeah, from behalf of me and the, and the club, we want to say thank you. And, and we wish you both all the best for the, uh, for the seasons, for the seasons ahead. So um so yeah thank you lads. It, yeah, like I say, it, it was the hard one of the hardest decisions I've I've had to I've had to make personally. Like, but I've I've always been a big preacher of to the to the players. You only get one chance at a playing career. It's it's the same with management. And when something really good comes up, sometimes you just have to go for it. But for me, I yeah I just want to put my thanks on the record for. For you, for you, Tom and Matt. Uh, I mean, you re- when when it came about a couple of years ago that <clears throat> you needed a new reserve team manager. You reached out to me. Got um, told off and, for that. I got told off. Yeah. <laughs> what do we want him back <laughs> for? A legal approach. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. I, I remember calling up Lynn, say, Lynn, I'm coming home, and she went, "What do you mean, love? What are you on about?" <laughs> I said, re- "Reserve team manager." She said. Well, <laughs> we've got we've got one. I said you better talk to Tom. But um, yeah, honestly, the, the, I I can't sing yours and Matt's praises enough. That the I've I've said all the way through the the training sessions you put on. You're you're not going to get that at any other club at this level. Um, Jake Reed said it last preseason when he came on. And Jake Jake Reed played conference football, and he said that's that's probably one of the best sessions. I've ever took part in and that was one of our worst remember when we were trying to cram it all into a, a quarter yeah, of a pitch there were 35 people in a quarter of a pitch yeah and I, I don't mind saying on the record you know I, I hear the, the moans and the gripes that come out of the, the first team changing room and, and sometimes in it and I, I just got to say to all the lads trust these boys they, they are doing so much for the club on the pitch, off the pitch, behind the scenes. So massive thanks to Tom and Matt. Um, Hooper and Scott down in the Colts. I know Scott hasn't been involved as he would have liked to have been. He's, he's got a lot of stuff <coughs> going on behind the scenes. On that note, of, of wishing wishing uh, all the best to an, another club legend, Nick Harrison, Scott, his brother, who's uh, on the road to recovery. But yeah, Hooper in the Colts, I've got to say, what a job he's done! The, the boys love playing for him. He's over. He's overachieved from what we. I mean, we always set our standards high. We, you know, we always. We. I, I think we all said we want the Colts challenging. 
whether we actually believed it would happen. I, I don't think so. I think he's done a, a an incredible job with the with the tools he's had to do it. Um, massive thanks to Mike Callan, general manager, who, who does so much behind the scenes. He's he's there at all the games, and he's he's terrible with a linesman flag, but the, the, the stuff he does <laughs> when he's not holding that linesman flag, brilliant. Lynn, I'm not going to go into Lynn too much because I'll just get too emotional. But Lynn, you know, I've known Lynn many years predating my football days with Wessex. Um, what a woman just. And that I, I said to Ron when we were driving for this, we didn't even know it was an interview at the time. We, we thought we were going just for an informal chat. Um, but driving over, I, I said, no matter what this club can offer, they won't have a Lynn Hughes. Mm. Uh, that is that is something money can't buy. The the woman is just a, a solid diamond. Lives and breeds Wessex. She's, I think, all the players, everyone affiliated with the club, past and present, sees her as mum. She all sees you as her boys. Gaffer, club legend, first team manager for many years, achieved great things, including the treble. Doing so much behind the scenes with the, with the finances and always, always available for advice. I remember midway through last season, I was thinking about going with a three five two. First first person I reached out to was Gaffer, who, who better than someone who won the treble playing that formation. Um, Jack Moody Grant, who started it all, laid the foundations of the club, um, which I like to think still not just carry on, but they're, they're still our, our pillars of everything we do. Um, massive thanks to Scouse at Bristol Tap for his sponsorship of the reserve team this year. Um, but it was a beautiful kit. You know, many fond memories watching the boys in that kit and, he, and even playing and scoring like I did on Saturday. But get out in one more time but yeah ma massive thanks to to Scott without financial backing clubs struggle and you know we, we we still struggle it's um it is I don't think a lot of the players they don't realize it they don't realize yeah it, not 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 they didn't appreciate it but I, uh, there's no way they could have the full information of how much it costs to run a football club be that pitch fees referees fees training costs kit the list goes on. Um, so yeah, massive thanks to all the sponsors. But, but with this being a, a reserve team uh, podcast and Scouts and Bristol Tap being our sponsor, massive thanks. Um, a massive thanks to all 64 players we've used this season um, who have given everything they've got, but also the club, the playing staff as a whole. I know we've, we've used 64, but you know, love all those boys. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of like a bit of Lynn. They're, I, I, they're all my boys. I don't know where, probably too young to be a father figure to some, maybe not to others. Maybe that fun uncle. I don't know. I like to think that. Getting a bit weird, I like to think all of you taken something from me, whether that be out to. Definitely getting weird. Whether that's the dark arts of football, which I've taught you. I know I spoke to Cam Bryce the other week about the little shenanigans you can pull as a striker and trick defenders. But I like to think that I've I've put some sort of imprint on all of you. And 
particularly everyone at the start of last season coming back. It was a daunting job for, for me and Ron. We had so many players. It was I think it was it was probably Tom, Matt, and Cully who I remembered from the last time I was at yeah, Essex. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I had about 85 players to all learn and know about. And it was chucked in the deep end. And of course, I'm, I'm going back into that now with this new club. But just to put on record, thanks for the welcome that, that everyone gave me and Ron on those first few sessions at the Downs. And um, yeah, just thank you to Wessex Wanderers. It's not goodbye, it's farewell, see you soon. But yeah, don't know if there's anything you want to add to that, Ron, but up the Wessex, love you all. Um yeah, like just again, just to echo what you said, there's there's everybody at the club is you know, they they feel like they welcomed us back amazingly. Um so a massive thank you to all the players, everyone who's played for us in the reserves, or even if we've not, you know, you've not been in any of our squads for the last two seasons, you know, just a massive thank you to all of you. you know, Wessex is like Wessex is a club that you will always remember now. Um, like I said, even going forward to to, the, to our new club, Wessex will be when our game finishes on a Saturday. The first team will be looking to find out about is Wessex, and and that's a credit to to everybody. Just the the attitude and and the feeling at the club is is second to none. So massive thank you to everyone for that. Um, Gaffer for you know and and Tom for being kind of instrumental in getting us back and giving us a chance to come back to the club. Um, and yeah, I think my, my, everybody that that actually mentioned, I won't go for everybody again, but yeah, most importantly, um, it was it was heartbreaking, sort of breaking the news to her. But Lynn, um, she knows what we think of her. She knows what we think of the club. Um, and if she ever needs us, if if we ever ain't got a game and need a ref, give me a shout. Come straight back. I think I think I'm doing the um, I think I'm doing the Jack Moody Grant day anyway. So we'll certainly, we've certainly still got a few more appearances to make from us yet. Um, but yeah, Lynn, you're a diamond. Uh, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Club's in good hands with, with Lynn and, and Gaffer and, and Tom and Matt and, and everybody else involved. So thank you all very much. It's, it's been a joy. It's been a pleasure. Um, we, will, we will see you again. No doubt about it. Yeah, boys, appreciate that. Is this where we announce the signings of Connor Collins and Solomon? And yeah, right, we'll end it there. Right. <laughs> yeah, Tom, Tom, what are you doing next season, mate? Yeah. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! If I speak, if I speak, no. you didn't. You answered no. No, no, it's not. Happening. It's not happening. Um, no, no, crap. Yeah. crap anyway. Yeah. <laughs> on a, on a serious note, boys, as I said, it's it's a massive disappointment that we're losing you you know it's we don't want to lose you both but just like with the players it's happened a few players this last year and the year before where players move on to to try themselves at a, a higher level because that's as you said that's football people want to try themselves you've got one career as a player or a manager and um and yeah and, and, it's, and it's only right to try it out and, and see if it's if it's for you and um and we're not going to you know, we're not going to stop you trying to do that. And and from a club point of view, we we wish you all the all the very best, boys. All right. Nice one. Just just while I think, I know we've done the thanks, but I just yeah, just want to wish for the future. Wish you and Matt the best of luck 
in the Suburban Prem next season. I, I, I'm under no doubt you're going to go in there full throttle and, and smash it. Best of luck to whoever takes on the reserves and just everyone at the club, keep going. You're in safe hands. Tr- trust me, like, I can't sing the club's praises high enough. So to everyone at the club, see you soon, but also keep smashing it. Nice one, boys. We'll, um, we'll end it there. We'll, we'll see you at the JMG day anyway. Um, and, uh, and obviously the presentation evening as well later on in the year. Uh, in the year. Uh, right, boys. Nice Same. one. Out of the Wessex. Cheers, boys.